The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay. Welcome. Brand new week. 888-900-3393. The Democrats have organized the Parkland students very, very quickly. Somebody got a hold of these kids and they said, look, uh, you're the ones that are going to make the difference here. You're the ones who are going to finally get something done with common sense gun reform. And boy, they are on it. They're everywhere. These these kids will show up anywhere. Somebody will put a camera in front of them. Uh, and it's agonizing to listen to. I'm sorry. I know you guys have been through an unbelievably horrific situation, and I hate it. I hate that that happened to your friends, to your loved ones, to you, that you put you through this horror. I really hate that. But I'm sorry you don't have the life experience to tell the rest of us how we should respond to this. I mean, are, are we supposed to pretend now that 16-year-old kids know what to do about gun control? They know that this isn't about Democrats and Republicans? Oh, thank you for that. Really? It's not about... De- it's all about partisanship. That's all it's about. It's about Democrats who hate the Second Amendment, and pretend to love it. That's what it's about. It's about Democrats who are trying to take guns from law-abiding Americans. That's what it's about. Don't tell me it's not about Democrats and Republicans. Oh, it, it, this is hard to listen to, but you've got to know it's happening because uh, this time they have galvanized a group of teenagers. And these teenagers are willing to mark on, march on Washington. This big deal in, in the march on Washington for with these kids is going to be, it's going to be huge. And it's going to be ugly. And it's going to be tough to stop the gun control legislation from happening after it. It really is. This, this time felt different from the very first. And it is. This is different. Even different than Sandy Hook. Because they found a group of willing kids to be taken advantage of by these scumbag Democrats. And they're they're absolutely everywhere now. The adults in, in office this. have let us down, absolutely. And mm-hmm. fortunately, we have a lot of support from the older generations here. But mm-hmm. what we're okay, trying good. to do here at March for Our Lives is say, the adult politicians have been playing around while my generation has been losing our lives. Really? Have they been playing around? Have they been playing around? No the adult politicians have not been playing around while you're losing your lives. That is not the case. What they're trying to do is stop it without setting fire to the United States Constitution and the rights that all Americans have and so many millions have fought and died for. That's what they've been doing. Trying to stop the tide. Oh, this is... As I told you, it's agonizing. If you see how they treat each other in the office, if you see the nasty, dirty things going on with them, it's it's sad to think that that's what they're doing. 
while 17 people are being slaughtered and gunned mm-hmm. down only yards away from where we're sitting right now. And Powerful. March for Our Lives has support from everybody. And uh, at the no, end of the day, no, this isn't a red and blue thing. This isn't Democrats and Republicans. See, that's that's their big, that's their battle cry. It's not a red and blue thing. It's not Democrats and Republicans. Okay, don't, you're 16 years old. Don't try to shop that on me, please. Don't, 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 don't do that to me. I, I, I'm not 17, okay? I'm not 14. I understand what you're doing, and I, and I know that you're being used. You're being used. And certainly they can't see that. This is about everybody and how it's about everybody. we are begging for our lives, and we are getting support, but we need to make real change here, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Mm. So, Emma, what is the plan? You say you want to spark a national movement. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually make it happen. What are you going to do? Well, what we have set up right now, we have a website, March for Our Lives. We're going to be doing a march in Mm. March Mm -hmm. on Washington where we get students all over the country are going to be joining us. These kids are going Mm. to make this difference because Mm. the adults let us down. And... Mm. At this point, I don't even know if the, the adults in power who are funded by the NRA, I don't even think we need them anymore because they're going to be gone by midterm election. Okay. There's, there's barely any time for them to save their skins. And if they don't mm. turn around right now That's and state their open support for this movement, mm. they're going to be left behind. <laughs> okay, so even if they have a different idea on how to stop this, they've got to state their support for this movement. I see, okay. Right, because again, it's not about red and blue. It's it's about, and it's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's just about stopping the slaughter. That's all it's about. It's just about common sense. That's what's. At this point, I don't even know mm, if the, the adults in power who are funded by the NRA. I don't even think we need them anymore because I they're going to be gone line. by midterm election. Going to be gone. There's there's barely there's any time for them to save their time. skins, and if they and don't turn around right now right. and state their open support for this movement, then, they're going to be left behind wow. because you are either with us or against us at this point. We are. Huh. When uh, George Bush said that, it was one of the worst things of all time to the Democrats. Wait a minute. You're with us or against us? That, whoa, that is uh, extremist rhetoric. You're either with us or against us? Hmm. Giving a lot of the politicians that we feel neglected by a clean slate okay. because Thank that's you. the past. That's big of you. And we understand that. Okay. But That's from here on, mm-hmm. we are creating on. a badge of shame badge for any shame. politicians who are accepting money from the NRA. Oh. It is a special interest group <laughs> that has is it? most certainly not our best interests in mind. Right, and right, right, right. this cannot be the normal. This can be changed, and it will be changed. And anybody who tells you mm. that it can't is buying into the facade that's being created by the people who have our blood on their hands. Okay, and listen to him, because he's 16 years old. Right? I mean, isn't that what I'm what I'm being told here? Because he's been through a tragedy and he's 16 years old. He knows better than than I do. I'm sorry. This pisses me off. I can't I can't even take it. I can't even take this to be lectured to by these high school students is more than I can stand. Wow. Even when you think about the nasty, dirty things that, that they're doing in the office. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I think about that, okay, it's more than I can stand. 
The NRA. Okay, so that's so easy. And again, remember, this isn't about Republicans and Democrats. No. No, it's just about doing the right thing. Oh, except for the NRA. Okay, because the NRA is evil. And um, they want you to know that. They want you to know that the NRA is evil and they're trying to kill uh, all of these children. They're not trying to protect the Second Amendment. That's not their deal. We went through it last week on the... Um, political donations from the NRA. Uh, they're just, they're not what you think. The NRA has, uh, let's see, in 2016, they gave something like $1.4 million to politicians or something. It's, that's spread around to a lot of different people. That's not the kind of money where you own politicians at $1.4 million. Yes, almost all of that goes to Republicans. But that's not the kind of money where you own somebody. I just, this drives me out of my mind. This NRA thing is insanity. And, but it gives them an outlet. It's, it gives them a boogeyman. It gives them uh, somebody evil, a big evil organization to point to every time. Well, and something's got to be done. Something, something's got to be done. I, mean, I don't know about Don't worry about that, doing the right thing, but something has got, got to, to be, be done. done. And Thank you, Jeffy. Thank you for saying it. Like you. Somebody had to say it. Like you. Mm-hmm. I'm all for the Second Amendment. But. 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 Something. Has to be done. Has to be done. Yeah. Something. I mean, I, look. I, it doesn't have to be the right thing. Just please, by all that is holy, do something. Look, I was born on a, on a farm. I hunt. I still have weapons. My mm-hmm. sons have weapons. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> proponent of the a big second proponent amendment. of hunting, right? And it's important. I've even gone fishing but before. These these mm-hmm. these guns. These guns. Like the nobody AR-15s, needs. Nobody needs an AR-15 not, to hunt with. They are for killing. Are you shooting deer with an AR-15? They are no. For killing. Well, yes, they're not but for still, don't worry about no, that. They're not. <laughs> don't worry about that. Something has got to be done. We got to get the AR-15s off the street. You know, these assault uh, weapons, these weapons of war, these weapons of murder, uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction. That's the yeah. only thing you can call them. Yeah. That's the only thing you can call them. Uh, these, these death guns well, they're, is what I like to you call know them. What they're, you know what they're, uh, what they're manufactured for? Killing. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. These aren't used as knitting instruments ever. No. There's no knitting, cl- knitting clatch that uses an AR-15. There's, they don't. And the guns that I use to yeah. go deer hunting can't mm-hmm. kill a human. Well, it could, but it's not, it doesn't look as mean as the AR. Right. It doesn't have that scary black metal on it. Right. And that is uh, it's so, frightening. It's frightening. So Something has to be done. Has to be done. And fortunately, these kids are just the people to know right. what and to I do know. and how to do it and when to do it. And you can bet you're going to be hearing from Cameron Kasky and Emma Gonzalez every a day, lot every the next day, month. and it's going to be in your face. It is agonizing. Look, I, and again, I mean, I I have sympathy for what they've been through. I, I ache for Horrible. what they've been through. Horrible. It's awful. But now, to be used as tools in the hands of Democrats to bring about gun control, I can't take it. I just can't take it. And, and I, I sh- I'm, I'm pissed off at the Democrats, not these kids necessarily, although uh, <laughs> they're pretty cocky. They are pretty cocky. Uh, and, you think that maybe you got to believe that maybe the, the parents believe the same way? Yes. Uh, otherwise, the parents yes. might say, you know, Cameron, mm-hmm. let's come on home. Yeah. Let's 
Let's have dinner and relax, okay? Oof, boy. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. 888 You know, from, again, from the beginning, this felt different. And I'm afraid this one is different. They, uh, because they're using children front and center to yeah, do not, their dirty not, work. It's not an elementary school, so uh, they, they, they right. keep, they've, they've got some older. They found some 16-year-olds yeah, who older think teens. they know everything in the world. And they do anyway, right? Mm-hmm. When you're I yeah. mean, 16 to 18 to 20, yep. you know everything anyway. Yep. So it's important. Now you've got uh, them. You, you know much more than these adults who've screwed everything up. Well, those nasty, dirty things they're, they're doing, doing in the, the offices. offices. <laughs> what? I mean, you are either with us <laughs> or you're against, or against us. us. Get on board. Just like the terrorists. Triple M is a bad thing when Bush said it, but it's a good thing no, when uh, Cameron says it. It's a good thing. It's a really Cameron good thing exactly now. exactly what she's talking about. Well, he's 16. He knows. He's got the life experience of a 16-year-old. I Listen mean, to him. I Listen mean, to him. I don't know. Emma might be 17, so... You think? I don't know. I don't wow, know. If she's guessing. 17, then she's super knowledgeable. That's what I mean. Right? 888 Joined now by Brad Stacks. Well, you know, I, I, I hate to come in and, and change the subject, but I I was listening to, to Jeffy earlier and, and the the whole uh, Fear the Walking Dead um, auditions, you know, happening. And I thought, you know, you, you, maybe you have a shot. If you show them. Thank you. If you show them what came out of your ears, if you show them what came out of your ears when you use the WaxRx system, you may have a shot at being on Fear the Walking Ooh, Dead. That's not like a bad idea. Right? They want photos. Mm-hmm. You just take some of that came out and just stick it all over your face, all over your body. It's really gross. <laughs> but am I right? No, you're am right. Am I right? You're right, but I'll, I, I didn't save it for that purpose. So What? Yeah, you no. didn't save it? No, I didn't. Well, that is mm-hmm. just crazy because most people, after using the Wax RX system, they save what they what what came out, and that's the thing. I mean, look, nobody really wants to talk or think about their earwax for that matter. Nobody, but the fact of the matter is, we all have it. We all have it, and sometimes it makes our ears itch. Sometimes it. Well, you know, it's not so easy to hear, which sometimes isn't such a bad thing. But look, in the long run, you need to be able to hear, which is why you need the WaxRx system. If you go to use WaxRx and use promo code radio, not only will you get a fabulous deal on the three-step kit that, yep, even Jeffy can use, but you get free standard shipping, right? And You can make it into a family affair. I mean, it's fun. You get to... You get to use the three-step system, and mm-hmm. in the end, you have the oh, debris that came out of right? your ear and the little holding container. It's great. You could have a debris party, really, Yeah, if you think about it. I mean, right? whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get the family together. That's all at usewaxrx.com. Promo code radio for free standard shipping. Listen and hear what you've been missing. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray Unleashed. DC area students right now are holding a lion. Oh, good. 
outside the White House. Just trying to make a difference. Just trying to make a difference. That's what they're doing. That's what, and, of course, the media, CNN, eating it up. No, they love this. Oh, they Ma- are. Maybe 50 students are laying on the ground outside the White House. Uh, maybe. Maybe and, and 50. They, they turned the cameras live, and when, as soon as the cameras went live, about 10 other kids showed up and decided, oh, the cameras are live. I'm going to lay down, too. Yeah, and as soon as the cameras are off, they're going to lunch. Oh, absolutely. That concrete <laughs> you know gets that. cold, man. All right. Uh, they're going to be texting again uh, pretty quickly. I don't know if you've ever laid on concrete like that, but it gets cold fast. Hey, it's time to Snapchat, so let's get up and go do something, okay? <laughs> you know, I haven't posted anything on Facebook for like eight minutes. We participated eight in minutes. the lie-in. We were there. Yeah, we were there. Look at I, here I'm, I'm lying right now. I'm taking a selfie of me lying in. We were there. Proof. I, I'm, I can't take this. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to... I don't know how, if I can survive this. I I can't I can't believe we're being told by high school students what we should be doing with the Second Amendment. I ca- I can't I can't believe it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Howdy. We've got too many too many politicians that are armed to the teeth with public uh, at public expense with bodyguards. And in the Secret Service, we ought to go after these folks and say, we have to take your farms away. We have to take your, all your farms away or just the semi-automatic. And too many of these people uh, in Santa Barbara and other places that are wealthy, the actors and uh, expensive people have armed people taking care of them with assault rifles, semi-automatic, mm-hmm. and even full automatic weapons all over this country. And yeah, we're yeah. paying for it. We need to remember, these kids are going to go on a march. Who's going to be their security? Who's going to protect them? Some idiot that's going to throw a Molotov cocktail or a, shoot a gun at them that is also a psycho that shouldn't have a farm. What about all these kids that are trained in farms expertise, that are trained in historical truth about why Revolutionary War was fought with illegal weapons in our country and all countries people are fighting and have fought on good side, bad side, with illegal weapons. ISIS are a bunch of civilians with guns. They didn't have a license to have a gun. People break the law. We protect with firearms, weapons. We call them weapons. I call them historical artifacts, mechanical artwork, collectibles. But the idea is in the brain of the human being that doesn't murder. We've been referring to killing. We have to refer to it as murder. But we also have to refer to it as that when somebody like our politicians on the left, the people that are special, they don't need those arms then. They can go with a trunnion like in mm-hmm. England. They can have a stick instead. We need to tell the truth about our history. We need to tell the truth about our safety. And we need the truth about why we need anything, including a wall, to prevent people from smuggling weapons into this country illegally. We are the, we are the good guys. We are not the bad guys, and the kids that are being taught the bad guy routine, wait a minute, who taught them that? The people that want a revolution with an AK-47 in another country or this country? How do, we ta- how do we teach kids? We have to start with the schools. We have to go back and learn again our traditions of truth. Yeah, well, it's none of that's – appreciate the call, Neil. None of that's being taught in our high schools. None of that's being taught. They're not being taught about our history, our traditions. They're not being taught the Constitution. So they don't have any idea what the Constitution means, what it says, why it was written. They don't know any of that stuff. 
That stuff hasn't been taught in schools for too long now. And so they're easily swayed by the rest of this stuff. Uh, they're easily swayed by, we've got to do something. It's time to do something. Uh, so that's just where we are. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we allowed the progressives to gain control of our, our educational system a long time ago. And now they're so deeply embedded. I don't know how you go back and fix that. I, I think the way you can. fix it is to get out of that system. <clears throat> and every, not everybody can. But I highly re- recommend, if you can, you do. Get out of that system. Homeschool if you can. Start a charter school if you can. Get together with other like-minded people and start a school together. 888 uh, Cynthia in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. Um, I, in November of 2000, um, I had a brainstem stroke. My neurologist, by law, had to inform the DMV and suspend my driver's license because I was, because um, I had a brain yeah. injury. Uh-huh. Now, why that, there's strict HIPAA laws. However, um, I was unable to drive. What is the difference? Why can't they do that with someone who is mentally um, uh, unstable? Um, well, it's it, because there's no first, there's no, um, there's no constitutional right to drive. So it's a little easier to do that than it is to take guns away from people. I, I would say because because driver's licenses aren't mandated by the Constitution and, and gun ownership is. So it's it's a okay. much more difficult process. But uh-huh. but and I appreciate the call. Thank you, Cynthia. But there are things we can do. There are things we can do. We can't we we don't have to just throw our hands up and say, no, nah, there's nothing we can do. We can do things. HIPAA laws, for one thing, uh, should be maybe lightened up a little bit oh, just a tad uh thank you hillary clinton for making all of that information out of bounds to virtually everybody well then how are you going to use somebody's medical history in order to fix a problem you can't right we, we right now we can't so rather than talking about opening up the second amendment maybe you talk about hipaa laws i don't know um we were fine before the hipaa laws as far as i was concerned i <laughs> I don't need that piece of paper every time I go to the doctor. I throw it away every single time. Yeah, thank you for that information. Circular receptacle. That's where I file it. Uh, trip- they use it, though. Uh, they do. I mean, they use yeah, it I know. strong. They're I know. Strong. <clears throat> and and uh, the government, in particular, uses it. I mean, we've been having a, a small battle in-house with the VA. and uh, Is that because of your service uh, on the island of Spice? I, but- you, you know, don't just, want to talk about it. I'm I just know. saying, Pat. That, I know you, know you don't want to talk okay. about it. I, I apologize. I don't know for why you up. brought it up. I'm just saying that we've had. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the VA. <laughs> I'm a struggle with the VA. Or and your father-in-law. And I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Excuse me. And uh, mm-hmm. so my father was like, "Look, talk to my daughter. She has all the information. She mm-hmm. knows everything. She has all the information. They all can't the data, talk to her. I bet. All the data. Right? No, they can't talk to her. Not a word." It's, it is it's unbelievable. It's so instead of getting the information so that things could work out in a timely fashion, mm-hmm. yeah, we have to go. Th- it's it's agonizing yes. because nothing makes sense. We get, nothing makes sense, and and so rather than look at the a- 
absolute no-brainer things that we could be doing, things like that, uh, we have to look at how we can circumvent the Second Amendment, which is, you know, it's almost carved in granite. Our, our rights are essentially carved in granite here. And that's why people aren't, they're just not willing to give them up. We're not willing to give up those rights. First of all, they didn't come from man. And, and so you can't take them. 888 uh, Much more. And we got a lot more to get to as well. Um, <laughs> and you're either with us or against, or against us. I'll tell us. you that. That's right. Right now. Thank you. Thank On you. this Blaze Radio Network. Thank you. <laughs> Except I can't listen to you about it because you don't know anything. You're over 16. I, I, I don't oh, trust I'm you sorry. as far as I can throw you, and I can't throw you far at all. This thing, why? <laughs> Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Uh, welcome. Uh, 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. <clears throat> We've got the uh, Parkland High students who are uh, lecturing us on what we need to do now. I mean, I my, my heart breaks for them. Uh, but then they come on television and and are everywhere right now. Everywhere. I don't want them to be uh, telling me that uh, I need to get on board. I'm either with them or I'm against them. Okay, well, wait a minute, kids. Let's just, can we educate you a little bit on, I don't know, the U.S. Constitution, how would that be? Can we educate you a little bit on some of the issues involved here? Have you thought all this through? Because I'm sure you have. You're 16, right? You're. I know that you You guys have so much life experience that I. I don't even know about. I mean, surely you can lecture the United States of America on where we should go with gun control. Surely. I'm telling you, this March next month is going to be agonizing. Agonizing. It sounds like you're about to uh, be awarded the badge of shame from these students. Give it to me. Give me your stupid badge of shame. I'll wear it with pride. I'll wear it with freaking (laughs) pride, your badge of shame. Pretty soon, we're all going to wear badges of shame. Uh, those of us who uh, care about the Constitution, you're going to wear a badge oh, of yeah. shame. Oh, those yeah. of us who are conservative, you're going to wear a badge of shame. Those of us who are Christians, you're going to wear a badge of shame. Boy. Uh, this is the beginning of that little trend uh, that it seems to be resurrected from, I don't know, a, a the- European country in the 1930s. Uh, help me out with it. What well, was- there were- they had and you can't and talk about Nazis. Well, then don't act like them. They sewed them on. The, don't act like Nazis. The jackets, right? Yeah, they, they did. They sewed them on the jackets, huh. sewed them on the shirts, yeah. and you got to wear them with pride. Your badge of shame for being a homosexual. <laughs> Your badge of shame for being a Jew. Your badge of shame for being a gypsy. Or a Roma. I guess gypsy is politically incorrect now. You can't Whoa. say that. Yeah. It it's, it's the Roma people or oh, no. something, I guess. 
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I get a badge of shame for that. I, yes, you, you get a badge of shame for not knowing that. <laughs> uh, Don in Florida, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, how you doing, Pat? Doing good. Hey, uh, uh, just, just a side note, real quick. Hey, Grady Judd from uh, uh, Florida here, which uh, Jeffy knows. Uh, he was on one of those NSNBC, you know, PSNBC, whatever one of those shows, and he mm-hmm. actually laid out a good idea. Um, if you get a chance to check that out. But my, my, my uh, reason for calling was you could tell these kids have been coached by somebody because oh, no question. I, I, I deal with high school kids and, you know, they talk in, the, in, in a way like, like um, we went to the store and like we did this and like, and, or, or uh, if you ask them a question in class, they're like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, that's what they do. I, and I said, I deal with them all the time. I'm a high school football coach. I, I deal with them. And so somebody mm-hmm. gave something to them because they're talking like 35-year-old politicians is what they sound yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, they've been schooled. They've been yeah, schooled. They, they've been schooled. Yeah, they have. Uh, appreciate the call. They've been schooled big time. And those first, three. I think, first of all, they've probably found the most articulate kids at school. Absolutely. These the, They that, did that. That David Hogg mm-hmm. and the Cameron Caskey and the Emma Gonzalez have been yeah. everywhere. But those they have three. been schooled on certain things like. Uh, kids, m- make sure you tell them it's not about red and blue. We're tired of that. It's not about yes. Republican and Democrat. That's not what it's about. It's about stopping the slaughter of, of you young people. They've been schooled on that big time. Oh, big time. And if I hear it's and not about to- Republicans and Democrats one more time, I'm going to come out of my skin. I mean, we're we're lucky to have made it through this. And we're I'm here to tell you that something has got to be done. Something's got to be done. Uh, don't even worry about whether it's the right thing. Just do. No, something has got to be done. Something. And since we weren't really ever taught history or know anything about it, mm-hmm. you're going to wear a badge of shame. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Tell you what. Okay. We're going <laughs> to sew mean, that patch What do you mean right the Nazis did those, okay. uh, those kinds of patches? What do you that. mean that? They, they don't, don't, even they know, don't that. know that. They don't care Guaranteed. about that. They don't know about the Constitution. They don't care about it. Because that's an old, dusty document these guys have been instructed by progressives since they got into high school. Uh, well, before that, they, they, since they got into elementary school. So, you know, from the time they were six until now, they've been hit with all of these ideas. And uh, now they're able to use them on, on national television every day. Dale in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Good, after- <clears throat> Good afternoon. Hey. I, um, I'm a little concerned about the fact that these young people that stood in front of that camera have lost a sense of personal responsibility. It, it's clear that this was a problem just waiting to happen. happen. Mm. And that family that took that young man in, Mr. Cruz, in, um, was aware of the fact that he had guns. Their son was yes. aware of the fact that he was acting the way he was acting. They must have right. because everybody else in the community appears to have known that. I also blame the, the state of Florida and some other agencies for not, and this is probably true nationwide, but I have some personal experience with this because my daughter had adopted a child who is, it turns out, is psychotic and manic depressive. Mm. She has threatened the family. Uh, they don't have any guns in their house, but they threatened the family, and, and there are knives in Still the house. Still a struggle, yeah. yeah in, in other words, this child is maybe predisposed to injure someone and, and do harm. But it's taken my daughter two years, two years to get an agency to take this seriously. And when she would call the local police, they kept saying, well, just keep calling us, 
just keep calling us because this becomes a matter of record and somebody's gonna somebody's gonna pay attention. Wow. Well, Parkland shows that people don't necessarily take the kind of attention that they need to take. Right. And that's what those that's what those children who are on TV and they're children. Yep. And they're yes. only mimicking things that they're seeing going on in our society in no terms doubt of about getting it. FaceTime. No doubt but about it. But those children need to be told and understand that if your peers, if this is common knowledge, if that boy's walking down the hall and bumping into people and trying to pick fights with other people, that they need to be leaving the class, standing out in front of the school, and getting PO'd at their own administration of the school. No doubt about it. Thanks, Dale. Appreciate it. Uh Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's nicely put. I mean, how many of these kids understand this issue? How many? You know, these kids were what 10, 11 years old when Sandy Hook happened. Uh, do how many? How many of them have been taught not not just history and fairly recent history from a hundred years ago with with uh, with the Nazis uh, giving people patches uh, patches of shame. Uh, but you don't even know American history. You don't even know why we have guns. You don't even know why the Second Amendment exists. Too many think. Too many people think it was about hunting, as if you know the founding fathers were so concerned with bagging deer every fall. I mean, really? <laughs> you don't even need really? to hunt anymore. They they go to Publix. Come on, well, why do you <laughs> right. need why do you need guns? Exactly right. Did they have Publix back east? No, they, I don't know. Yeah, in Florida they do. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Do they have in the Northeast, though? They weren't. No. Not a lot of founders in Florida uh, at no. the time. So, yeah. No, there wasn't. So, so that kind of that kind of stinks. <laughs> they might have had, uh, uh, what is it in the Northeast? It's, um, uh, I can't even remember now. I can't it's either. It's been so long. 888 Uh Nathan in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Hey, Jeffy, hang in there. It'll get better, man. Thank you. Oh, don't lie to him. Don't lie to him, Nathan. Uh, Hey, I was just wondering uh, if these kids ever would have a sit-down with the NRA. Uh, Get the politicians out of the room. Get the coaches out of the room. Yeah. And just let the people that they're accusing of all this bad stuff show them who the real culprits are of, you know, the hindrances of protecting the schools, you know, the gun rights, all this stuff. Just let them lay it out there for them. And make their own informed decision. But yeah. in, instead of having these people coach them and say this and say that, just get that out of the way and you know lay it out there for them and let them make their own let, let them make their own decision. And it you might notice you might notice that a whopping zero percent of these shooters have been members of the NRA. Out of the five million <laughs> NRA members, zero have committed uh, one of these offenses. This is exactly right? why the NRA is responsible. That's for that. why. That's exactly why. Uh, thanks a lot, Nathan. Appreciate it. I. I don't know if you can have that discussion with these kids anymore. They know everything. They know it all now. And they've been they've been drilled with that their whole lives. And if they don't know something, we just correct the truth so that now they do know it. Right. We we don't correct what they answered. We correct the fact that okay, that's a different answer that's now right. It's now the right answer. I, we have coddled them for so long. Their whole lives they've been coddled. And and I I don't know if they know how to deal with any kind of uh, uh, counterpoint. Yeah, I mean they've all had uh, safe spaces. Yes, and, uh, they don't have to hear any of this stuff. There's no bullying, right, from anyone. And I don't want there to be bullying. Well, no, but I, but there's you know there's no confrontation. 
at all. There's no, no confrontation. There's no there's mm-hmm. no making a decision that, hey, I don't like you or I like you or no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's kids um, who, who haven't kept score when in sports because somebody has to lose and we don't want that to happen. We don't want to teach them how to deal with a loss. We just want everybody to tie. Yeah. You know, I, I, and uh, I talked to Brad Meltzer a little earlier today uh, on the Morning Blaze, and he was uh, using that as an example of, uh, you know, everybody, we're all kind of guilty of that, not to the extent of a lot of these, a lot of the high school and school kids, but uh, Facebook only lets us see what we what we like. You know, friends, are they only post what we like. Yeah. You only see what you're like. You only talk to who you like. If you're if yes. you're if you're right. some kind of comic book geek, you only deal with comic book geeks on the on the internet. You don't deal with anyone else. So we're all in our own little safe spaces. You're not challenged, yeah, at all for anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, that's that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem, and we're really we're seeing is. that come to fruition now. Whitney in Kentucky, welcome to the Blaze. Can you? Hi, Hi. Pat. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, I was just wanting to report some billboards that has been um, in Louisville, Kentucky recently. There's been this group called Resist 45, and they have been um, vandalizing billboards to put up, like, uh, anti-Trump stuff. Okay. And this past Sunday, I was on my way to church, and I saw one, and in huge letters, it just says, kill the NRA. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not like this is even, this isn't LA, you know, I mean, the NRA had their convention here last year. And so, Mm. and, and it's not being reported in the courier journal, which is very, it's a very left wing paper anyway, but you know, I mean, how can you have a billboard like that in your city and not report it at all? Yeah. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about the hateful rhetoric. It is. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Whitney. We'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a little bit of the You would think a local uh, TV station would be somewhat interested in that, in a kill the NRA billboard. Oh, uh, uh, that's the tad. Yeah. The tad. I, certainly if it said the opposite. You know, if it, if it said oh. anything about anybody on the left, it'd be everywhere. 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 I do like the little uh, the Resist 45s in the red circle. With the line between the four and the five, so it looks similar to the Nazi. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, it does. It's not, but it sure looks similar. It's, Interesting. It's, I mean, that's what you see. Crazy. It Tri- is. 888 Let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids. Uh, the founder of this, of this group is Victoria Hurst, and it's interesting because she's part of the Hurst family, and the Hurst Corporation publishes Cosmo Magazine. Um, she believes, though, that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to kids. And I, I was just looking at the cover uh, at the grocery store checkout stand because it's always there. And it's screaming to you about the uh, sexual pleasures that you can give each other. And it's, uh, I mean, the sex toys and the, it, it's unbelievable the stuff that kids could read in Cosmo. So that's why. You know, she's not trying to get them to stop publishing those articles even. She's not trying to drive them out of business. She just thinks that every state should have their material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo. That way it can't be sold to kids under 18. She believes, and so do I, that we should take a stand against pornography being sold to kids under 18 years old. If you believe that too, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out what you can do. 
That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888 uh, Maybe this is just a flaw in my character, but I massively resent being told what our country needs to do by groups of 16-year-olds. <laughs> is it just What me? if it was just one? Is it, it, no, no, this is a group. No, even if it's just one, please. I don't even want to look at that. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know. <laughs> Got this from Nathaniel Mounts. The clips of these kids terrifies me. This is a rising generation. I'm worried they'll all be more effective than the rhetoric of their parents and their, and their grandparents. There's no question they're going to be much more effective. I keep saying this is different than any other time. It we sure need to is. pay attention here. I know. This time is different. The left glommed onto something here, and it's using these kids for their political agenda. It's despicable. It is, and it is terrifying at the same time. It does feel like it's working. It is. Nate Nichols, 48. I'd like to ask these kids if murder is against the law, and if so, why they think a person that's willing to murder will be stopped by any gun law passed. Wouldn't that be oh, nice? Oh, there's no question. To yeah, ask them I mean, something logical like that? Yeah. They're, oh, they're not going to get that. I think the response would, well, we've got to try something. We've got to do something. Sure, something has got to be done. This is horrific. Three Jeeps 3 says uh, guns are a major op- obstacle to the left's ultimate goal. Communism. It <laughs> will stop at nothing and use anyone to reach their goal. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, it is. And then somebody made an interesting uh, observation they did? today. About what it's we were talking about? Yeah, it, no. Uh, it's something a, a little sensitive from Mr. TL. He says, I'm watching uh, Pat Unleashed, and... Um, I don't know how to say this, Keith, but you put on a few pounds over the weekend. <laughs> so, but Keith isn't here. Oh, oh, that's why. Because it's Jeffy today, because Keith's out of town today. So why would he? <laughs> I don't know how to say this, Keith, but um, you gained like I mean, 490 why... pounds over the weekend. Are you Okay. Is there a glandular situation More than 490 for Keith, I guarantee you that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tim in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, uh, I was calling because this whole, uh, this Second Amendment um, thing is a a big deal for me. Hmm. Um, Because I, I really, it really bothers me whenever I hear this term, common sense gun control. Yep. And people always people always attribute it to things like felons and domestic violence and things like that. Right. Well, well, when you think about it, you can become a felon in this country for tons and tons of things that you don't know, you know, tax crimes, things like that. So like a common sense person, I, I think would like, obviously if you're convicted of a tax crime, why should you have your second amendment right stripped away from you? And it's the only right, by the way, that specifically says will not be infringed. Yeah. But why we're willing to give 
all these infringements, so to speak, on it just because it makes us feel uncomfortable kind of blows my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with domestic violence specifically, I had a friend of mine who was living with his brother and his dad at his dad's home. And they had gotten into a scuffle at a barbecue once out in their front yard. Neighbors called the cops. Cops came up, charged the one brother with domestic violence, even though the second brother said he didn't want to press charges. The state picked up the charge, charged him with domestic violence. He was convicted, and now he can never own a gun in his life. Oh, my and, gosh. You know, he has, and then he has to go back, and he has to admit to this wow. anytime he fills out an application mm. for, for rent, for a job, anything. Right. And it was an you altercation know, with his brother? With his brother, yes. It was just Amazing. his brother, but because they lived together— in the same home, it was it was domestic violence. But and, if you were to say domestic violence to a, a normal person on the street, they immediately think you're a wife beater or something. Right. But they don't know that because you you give you give the left an inch and they take a mile. No doubt. Stuff like that, especially with these things that we like to call common sense gun reform. When you actually look at them, mm -hmm. they're not so common sense. Oh, no, no question about that. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tim. It's the same thing with every common sense, re common sense reform the left talks about. Common sense uh, health care reform. How common sense did that turn out to be? It's awful. Common sense, uh, comprehensive immigration reform. All of these things are a nightmare. Every time they use that phrase, common sense. They Why? Because they don't have any common sense. They don't even know what common sense is. Trust the left with common sense anything? No. No. Uh, Tom in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hey, how's it going, Pat? Good. Hey, uh, back when I was 16 years old, I was on the uh, high school rifle team. And I used to bring two rifles to school and 100 rounds of ammo. One of them was the, uh, my uh, target, my competition rifle, single yeah. shot 22. The other one was a semi-automatic 22 or as a Democrat would call it, machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Did they so, let you bring them into the building? Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah, I, used to, I used to take it on the bus. Wow. Um, we'd bring it into the building, uh, check it into the office. And where'd you and, grow up? Uh, Long Island. Okay. Wow, in Long Island. Yeah. Or as well, they would say back. there, Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. Uh, so so uh, even even in Long Island, they had... They were so okay with gun ownership that they allowed you to bring guns into the school and check them in at the office. Yeah, this is uh, 82, 83. That's amazing. And, uh, sure you know, we would bring, uh, you know, take it on the bus with us, check it into the office. Last period uh, before practice, we would check it out. So last period we had math class and, you know, there was a case with two rifles right next to my desk. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and so did those, uh, did, while you weren't in possession of them, did the guns run off and kill several people? Yeah, I caught <laughs> one uh, trying to walk out on yeah, the bipod. They'll do that. <laughs> they all do that. Darn those guns. All right, thanks, Tom. Wow, we've come a long way, haven't we? We sure have. And that was, you know, in the 80s. It seems like that wouldn't be uh, oh. allowed. Oh, then. my gosh. But today, I think today? If, he, that kid, if he walked out of his house with those two rifles, he'd be tackled and sent to jail. I remember, and this is 10 years ago, probably more than 10 years ago now, 10, 12 years ago. In Houston, there was a story of this straight-A student. She was um, she was a, a Korean-American, and she brought oh, right. to school a Korean envelope uh, opener. And it was just a, it, it was a traditional thing that was in her family. It's just a letter opener. Right. 
they expelled, not just suspended, they expelled her from school. Straight A student, on track to be valedictorian, and she had a letter opener, and I don't even think she brought it into the school. I think they saw it on the floorboard of her car because she was using it over the weekend or something. And they expelled her from school, and she wound up in A school, alternative school, because of it. That's outrageous. Uh, that's how bad it's gotten from 1982 when he went to school till till today. And that was in Houston, Texas. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed, and your thoughts on all of this coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we're talking about this agonizing movement that's happening now with the Parkland uh, high school students. Yes, they've been through a horrific event. They've lost friends, um, and and they've been traumatized. And I understand all that, but now the left has co opted them and is using them to push their anti gun, anti NRA uh, agenda. And it just, it's despicable. So we'll continue to uh, discuss that. But also, <clears throat> what is wrong with the Olympic athletes we have sent to these games? What <laughs> is going on? There's some kind of problem. It's right? so frustrating to me now. I had to stop watching. I Look, I don't care if Norway and Liechtenstein are really good at cross-country biathlon stuff. <laughs> and it's between the two of them, and they're really, they're really hashing it out in the neck. snow. And then they stop, and then they shoot, and then they go again. And one of them's got to do a penalty. And is he going to catch up? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about. I don't care about Canada playing Sweden in curling. I don't care about Whoa. any of that. Yeah, I know it's Whoa. Whoa. staggering. When we do well, I you know, I love it. Uh, for instance, we were second at this point in Sochi. I don't know. We're like 88th this time. It's, we're having a terrible games. Well, we're not 88th. Yeah, okay. We're like sixth. Fifth or sixth. We're fifth. We're, we're fifth in uh, tied for fifth. We have 10 medals total. Five gold, t- 10 total. Uh, I think Liechtenstein and Luxembourg are both again, uh, ahead of us. In, in, we, have, uh, <laughs> we have five golds, so, yeah. which puts us in fifth place. But the total medal count right now, we are tied for fifth with France, Austria, and Japan. Think about that. Uh, that, I don't want to think about that. Norway has 28 medals, 11 gold, 28 overall, with 165th of the population of the United States. So well, look, if they were to, if they were to per capita to the United States, if all things were equal and you just multiply by 65, they'd have 1,825 medals right now. Liechtenstein, 
<laughs> Liechtenstein is a country with 38,000 people living in it. 38,000, and they have one medal. Multiply, do the math on that. It's 8,552 medals they would have right now. <laughs> I mean, even the, but you, it's not you, a gold, it's a brown. Uh, yeah, but still, the overall medal count would be fairly significant. You know, it's sad because <laughs> all these athletes that we've been bombarded with on every yeah, commercial sure. are all just tanking it. I mean, Michaela Schifrin did win um, her first ski race. Uh, she took gold in that, but then she was fourth in the other one. Lindsey Vaughn, who is uh, actually the greatest women's alpine skier in history. Look at that. In history. She's won 81 events. Well, she's getting a little long of the tooth now, though. She's 33. Yeah. Whew, yeah. Man. She's like the grandmother <laughs> to some of these athletes. So she she's competed in one so far and took, I think she tied for sixth. So that was super disappointing. No kidding. Um, and it just keeps happening over I didn't and over. I realize she's tied for sixth? Yeah. I, I saw this big buildup of, of a uh, sport I'm not interested in. It's, a, you know, the cross-country skiing relay, which is, I, I think they said it was 16 kilometers. That could be 8 feet or it could be 900 miles. It's I a little bit longer know. than 8 feet. It is. Uh, yeah, it's it is longer, longer than, than 8 feet. Okay, whatever the distance was. Uh, they, they set up the fact this American team is perhaps the best we've ever fielded and has the greatest chance to win our first medal in this event. Because who cares about cross-country skiing here? Nobody. Nobody does. Biathlon? You're go- so you're going to cross-country ski and shoot? Yeah, we didn't have to fend off the Russians like that, uh, <laughs> as Norway and Finland did back in the day. So we're not really that proficient at it. Anyway, so I accept- And the guys that are. I mean, we do have some people that are proficient at skiing and shooting animals. They live alone <laughs> yeah, in, they- in Montana. Uh, in our- not participating on the Olympic team. <laughs> so anyway, I see this huge buildup, and they they feature them for ten minutes or whatever. And so now I'm all hyped up. Right, you got to watch it. Right, you're all you, you know a little bit about the right. sport. Okay. You're all ready to go. I'm ready to see the United States win its first ever medal in this I event. This, Very so... excited. Within like thirty seconds, they're eighteen miles behind. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you do this to me? Okay, that's it, and that was the final straw. Uh, like, I'm not watching this. Oh, anymore. that's a rough start for Billy. That puts <laughs> that puts them behind. They'll never make that up. Why am I here? And they didn't. Oh man. And they didn't. That's so. I really do. I'm in the same way with the buildup, though. I know you're here, mm-hmm. right? You're there already. Mm-hmm. You're sitting down. It's like, all right, well. I don't know much about it, but let's hear about it. And we're looking at the team, and you learn that, you know, Billy and, and Evan have been together for six years. I know, you know, okay, mm-hmm. let's do it. Right. Let's go. And then Evan yep. trips. And, it's, <laughs> and over. it's over. It's over. And it's, you know, NBC knows they have to do this to tweak our interest because these are not American sports. Right. Right? That we, we don't curl, and we don't biathlon. We don't do that stuff. We play football in the winter, all right? We're not gonna, so shut up. Tell me about your foot, your American football team. How good are they? And we didn't send our our hockey te- our pro hockey players. Yeah, right? we just got collegians and they got their butts handed to them because Mistake. of it. Everybody else's pros are playing, yep. but our collegians are playing, and so it's not going out. Well, got not going well in that either. Um, so as a result, Norway has twenty eight. Germany's at twenty medals. Canada had Canada, <laughs> a country of thirty million people. We've got ten times their population. They have 17 medals. Uh, Netherlands, 13, yeah. followed by us at 10. And then you got Sweden and Austria. Oh, they're tied with well, us at 10. No, but we have more gold. Right. We're we're in uh, fifth place for golds. 
but we're tied for, for fifth, fifth for totals. Overall. Right. Overall. Because uh, the fourth place uh, overall uh, medal uh, winner is uh, Olympic athletes from Russia with 11. And that, that really pisses me off because <laughs> this is like their – these are like their scrub athletes. Why? Because all their elite athletes were all on drugs and they all got sent home. Or they, they were banned, and so they had to stay home. So they're like picking bums off the street and saying, hey, can, can you out cross-country ski the Americans? <laughs> duh. Duh. I get, free, I get free vodka? Yeah. yeah all duh. Right. Duh. And so they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's irritating. That's so funny. Am I jingoistic? Yes. Unapologetically. So put that in your pipe and smoke. Well, one thing that we do have to look forward to. Well, I mean, I don't know if you want to say it's to look forward to. Some people would be very, uh, very saddened to hear that Adam Rippon uh, decided not to work for NBC. What a relief. Um, That's the first good news we've had in these (laughs) Olympic Games. Because the big story was, hey, he's you're not going to see him skate anymore, but he's agreed to commentate for the rest of the. I can't stand that guy. Don't put him on. And he decided he didn't he didn't want to. Uh, make the transition because he'd have to leave the Olympic Village. Yeah, he'd have to leave Olympic Village. Couldn't participate in the closing ceremonies, and there was a bunch of stuff. And it would, it would, it would, it would tarnish his America's sweetheart image. (laughs) So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that portion (laughs) of. uh, I'm just he said he was America's. I know, I know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So we can talk about that if you want as well. Um, you know what was cool, though? The one thing that I was somewhat interested in that happened over the weekend that didn't involve Americans was uh, Esther Ledechka, who took the gold in women's Super G. She's a snowboarder. And for whatever reason, decided to jump into the Super G and give it a shot. She came across the finish line, and she's like, Meh, gosh, well, I tried. Everybody's cheering, and she's like, what are you guys, what, what happened? Uh, Pumpkin, you just won the gold. You just won the gold medal. So, I mean, it's like a baseball player uh, joining the Cleveland Cavaliers and becoming the MVP of the league. I mean, that's really, that's pretty cool. It is cool. It was, I don't know how that happened. Uh, They said because she has so little experience doing this, she took a different line than all of the other athletes that knew better. <laughs> well, there you go. Take it. that. Yeah, they knew better, all right. They knew better how to do it to lose. Definitely. So that was a kind of a fun, a fun event over the weekend. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Josh in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, hi, Pat. Hey, Thanks for taking my call. Twenty four year old millennial. Unfortunately, I've been listening to you guys since I was eighteen. Bless you. Um, one thing that really got under my skin over the weekend was uh, my my cousin. She uh, shared a video on on Facebook of the students' outcry for the the gun ban. Mm-hmm. And you know, I commented and I said, you know, you should know definitely know better than to believe this kind of stuff. You know, you grew up around this. You were raised better than this. You know, you know that this is not the problem. And uh, mm-hmm. one of her friends commented on there, and it kind of, we kind of got into a, a little bit of a debate. And one of the arguments she had was because I told her I said it's, it's not just about hunting. It's not just about being able to do this, it's about my right to protect myself, my family, you know, whether it's a burglar or it's the government. And I said, if, if you don't think that can happen, just look at Germany. And like you said earlier, you know, if you don't want to be compared to Nazis, don't act like Nazis. Yes, exactly. And uh, she said, well, you know, your right that you don't want to be infringed is infringing on those students' right to live. 
Oh, good God. And be alive. Oh, my God. And goodness. I just thought, what a ridiculous argument that is. What a ridiculous excuse to your argument that is. How is my right infringing on their right to live at all? When my opinion, if, if any of those teachers that stepped in front of that gunman would have been trained or on themselves, that whole thing probably might have been prevented. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I quoted her uh, a quote that you all have said many times from you know, Benjamin Franklin, where you know, if you want to give up your liberty and your rights for your safety, you don't deserve to have either one. And you're going to lose them both. Because it and doesn't. You're going to lose it, them both. Yeah, it exactly, doesn't work exactly, and absolutely. Yeah. But it's just you know, what can I do, and how can I get through the people my age? Because I feel like in 40 years there won't have to be any legislation on guns because my generation and my kids' generation will just hand them over willingly. It's really true. It feels that way. Really true. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate the uh, call and and the fact that you're involved and fighting the good fight. It's a tough one, especially this time. It's getting harder and harder. And I, you know, I've had a lot of confidence previous to this that the Second Amendment would win out. I'm not sure I'm that confident right now. It's a little bit frightening. This again, it feels a little different this time. Well, there's still going to be a Second Amendment. That everyone is oh, for sure. the Second Amendment. Sure, They'll, it'll but just be gutted. There has to be some common sense reform. <laughs> reform, yeah. And keep in mind, Jeffy, if I may, uh, just accentuate your point. It's not about Democrats and Republicans. It's not about that. It's not about red state, blue state. This is not a partisan issue, if you will. And I think you will. Uh, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, this is a fantastic group of the best realtors in the country. We've told you before that Glenn and Tanya had a really frustrating experience selling their home in Connecticut. And they didn't want other people to have to go through what they did. So they came up with a way that they could find the best agents. How would you do that? Well, you'd look for people with uh, a lot of experience who have good marketing plans, solid character, and they get results. What's their history? And the other little X factor in this might be the most important of all. They're actually fans of the show. So they, they generally share your principles and values. So... That's what uh, Glenn and Tanya did. They put together that network and found 1,200 agents, over 1,200 agents across America that have been rigorously qualified in all of these categories. So if you're trying to sell your house fast and for the most money, or maybe you're looking to buy even, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Jeffy's a big Walking Dead fan. <laughs> In fact, you do a segment called Talking the Walking talking, Dead. Talking well, not talking the, it's talking, talking walking, walking Dead. Okay. It's a podcast. You can get it here at the Blaze Radio. Uh Jason Buttrill and Brad Staggs and my son Maximus will do a weekly podcast. It'll, we're starting that up this week again. So has but, has it lost any of the appeal for you? Or a little bit. Or it has a little bit. Uh, you really? know, I'm a, it's uh, you know uh, a little, a little. But I, I still am. I still you know I'm still a fan and I'm still really into it. But it's you know a little. 
Is it not as good as it once was? I don't know. I just I don't, run out I don't know that run I like some ideas. of the. I don't know that I necessarily like some of the decisions they made for some of the characters. Yeah, uh, but they didn't contact me. Uh, they should have. Uh, it would have been better for them. Yeah, they probably should have. Actually, I agree, but. and I know that they're looking for you. Look, I've told them all the time. One, a, I, I've they've denied me being a walker. Uh, I haven't been. A, they haven't let me be a walker, but they are. Is uh, it possible you're a little too rotund? To, to be a walker i mean it's been what are they eight years down the road from the apocalypse I mean, for regular walking dead. so these zombies haven't eaten in a long time uh so you're saying that i'm saying you know you might have a little too much skin uh, and well so far the only fat bones. walker that they've had is uh the guy that was <laughs> bloated in the in the well Ick. Ick. so I, mean, I guess i could be a bloated guy you somewhere. could though because Part of the deal is if they've been if they've been a zombie for a long time, obviously they've gotten thinner yeah. and yeah, yeah, decayed yeah. more. Right. But you could have just died. Correct. Right? Fat people do die. It's just that in this apocalyptic scenario, you don't have enough food to become, let's say, Jeffy size. Right. So it might be not the most believable choice to use you as a walker. That's all I'm saying. And maybe it's. Maybe is does that figure into it? Well, into I'm looking the fact- at the I'm looking at the casting call for what people believe is for Fear because they're shooting in Austin now. Oh, they really? shoot Fear the Walking Dead in Austin now, and mm-hmm. they've already started shooting. But they put out a casting call for uh, extras in Austin, and they believe that it's for Fear. Uh, it doesn't say that, but in in looking for what they're looking for uh, in their casting call, it says. Uh, great if you have experience with dance, movement, circus performers, trapeze <laughs> artists, aerial arts, burlesque theater, acrobatic skills, stage combat, stunt work, military training, law enforcement experience, athletic experience, martial arts. I mean, that just speaks, yells me. That screams, Jeffy. Yeah. All, all of, of that things. is me. That I mean, that's what you are all about. Thank you. So. A lot of people call you Mr. Athletic, well, uh, I think. And uh, so. I don't think there's any doubt of that. Not only does that not sound like you, it doesn't sound like The Walking Dead. Why would they want those things in a zombie, is, I, if that's what they're looking well, for? Well, you know, I don't know. I guess they also are comfortable. You need to be comfortable with latex, mud, dirt, fake blood. You know. Uh, so maybe they, you know. I mean, that's consistent, but the rest yeah, it of is. it kind of isn't. Well, I mean, so. they kind of want the, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to act drunk as a walker, right? I mean, that's how they shoot them. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you've been, uh, I know that was one of their first uh, impressionable ideas as a walker is that you're coming out of a bar drunk after drinking all night. And really? Then, yeah. I mean, that's what they wanted you to believe. And if you watch okay. watch some of the herds, a lot of them act like that. So, is is any of the Walking Dead, and perhaps this is a little deeper than we should be going into the Walking Dead on this particular program, but uh, is is it even about the zombies anymore? Because it's kind of not. It right? is. Well, it, not a, uh, as for regular Walking Dead, no. Their mm-hmm. uh, side problem. Most of the problem comes from the living. Correct. Now uh, the walkers uh, you know are there. You use them. You know how to stay away from them. Yeah, they're so too good at, to, at killing them now. You're supposed to. Uh, but that's again, and that's what uh, you know hurt the kid, right? I mean, he had thought he was Mister Mister Cool, Carl, Mister Show Off, and then ends up getting bit. I and can't so, believe that. I know. They, I can't either. I know, I know we don't him. want to get into it deep, but it's, it's some of the some of that is pretty amazing. It's too so, bad. That but they I'm rid fear. Of Carl. So Carl's completely gone now. No, no, he's not completely gone because he was just bit. He wasn't dead yet at the end of the at the mid season finale. So really, still, yeah, he was he was still bit. And are know, they going to find a way to save him? I don't know. 
I was. I thought about that too. Interesting. I thought about that too because I believe I've I I've often said that the cure is the baby. Yeah, right. I believe the cure is the baby because she's been avoided. Uh, the the zombies have avoided. Yes, her they have on a couple of occasions. I mean, we've seen we've seen. I know she's been covered up and the, and, uh-huh. and all that, but it sure has been uh, uh, remarkable how that child has lived. Yeah. And so, uh, so you always thought that she's the key. To I, have, I I do. I believe yeah, that. Yeah. And you know, look, have they contacted me about it? No. Maybe they should. <laughs> Maybe, they Maybe, should. They should. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. I don't think they have the viewership they once did. Now that's right? gone down some. It, yeah. It's gone down some. Now, obviously, it's still a strong, viable show that's making tons of money. No question. And it's making tons of money from television advertising, let alone all the accoutrements that they're selling. Uh, from pens to socks to whatever accoutrements. You know? Wow, I would <laughs> I would have never guessed that to be in your vocabulary. And you actually used it properly, it seems. So, I mean, we were just talking about Jeff the... Fisher, everybody. Jeff Fisher. Why is it? <laughs> I was not. It's good. It's a big boy word. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, John in North Carolina, welcome to the Blaze. I mean, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, guys. How hey, are you? Doing good. Um, I've got something kind of bothering me here. Uh, you remember about two and a half years ago, we had a shooting, and this little movement was born out of it that morphed into a nightmare for the country, you know, Black Lives Matter. Um, yep. mm-hmm. The original intent was good for the most part. but. Sure. It, you know, the left really got hold of it and took mm-hmm. it and, like I said, made it for a nightmare. And they ignored um, a lot of facts uh, surrounding some of these shootings. So that made it lot, even more difficult. They had to for their fight, right? Yeah, they did. It was. Um, but what concerns me is this movement that the high school kids are on. That could morph into something also because it gets because now we're not dealing with just black lives. Now we've got high school kids. Yeah. And it can it can like contaminate from one school to another with social media. I mean, it could catch on like oh, wildfire. Yeah. yeah, I think it's already doing and, that. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Thanks for the call, John. That's why this march is something to keep an eye on, because I, I think it's going to be huge. And if it's not huge in numbers, it'll be huge in coverage. There's nothing. Oh, uh, MSNBC and CNN and ABC, they're, all, they're CBS. dying for it to happen already. They want it so badly and they'll be there. Uh, with their entire crews uh, catching every second they can and these pulling kids, aside these 16-year-olds to give their political viewpoints. These kids are going to go up to Tallahassee. Florida mm-hmm. State Legislature is in session. They're going to meet the senators and the congressmen, and there's going to you can bet there's going to be a CNN, MSNBC camera with them every step of the way. Meanwhile, we won't talk about any issues that actually may have something to do with these killings, like what has happened to our society. How is human life devalued to this point? What's what's causing that? There, I mean, there are kids who have no more compunction shooting people in real life than they do on a video game. How'd that happen? Why is it this way? Uh, is eliminating God from our society part of the problem? Uh, I mean, and of course the health health issues that don't, include taking guns from people but do include getting them the help and the treatment that they need and paying attention to them and trying to help them work through their issues whatever they are 
And there, there's also an element of some of these, uh, some of this medication that people take. Now, in uh, virtually all of these commercials with prescription drugs, you get about four or five seconds of benefits that the drug can uh, do for you. And then you get 55 seconds of the side effects. And oftentimes, if you're talking about an antidepressant, the side effects are may cause uh, severe depression. Well, wait. Yeah. May cause suicidal tendencies. Uh, one of them may cause uh, homicidal ideation. Wait, this could give me an idea that I need to kill somebody? Wait. Um, hmm. Isn't that what we're trying to avoid by taking the pill? Yeah, but who drew directions? You'll be yeah, fine. Don't worry Just about take it. Take it. Yeah, take it. We won't even look into this aspect. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's time to really take apart this stuff and look at it and figure out, okay, what's going on inside of the people, not inside of the gun. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh so we've got that and a lot more that we we need to get to today that we uh just haven't been able to quite yet. For instance, let me tell you this. There's some really good news because everybody's been clamoring on a slightly uh, lighter tone. A new Willy Wonka movie is coming. <laughs> From the director of Paddington. <laughs> tell me you're not excited about that. I mean, yay. We told you about that Utah policy where girls must say yes to boys. Yeah, they kind of rethought that. We'll get into that coming up as well. Amazing. Uh, that and much more on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, got a tweet from, is it a tweet? It's or a Facebook it a post. Facebook posting. From, from uh, a teacher, a former coach of my oldest son, uh, who uh, actually coached my son in junior high school uh, down in Florida. He lives in Texas now. And uh, his he's a teacher, coach here in Texas. And this is his Facebook post from uh last week after the shooting and i would say that i tend to agree with it uh i will say that uh very few are willing to say guns are not the problem here in america we have always had guns in this country so why are we seeing so much more gun violence now exactly in my opinion it's because we have turned away from a church-going, God-fearing mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. We officially devalued the sanctity of human life and have killed almost 47 million innocent uh, unborn babies number, since 1970. That number is way low. It's actually oh. 58 million. We openly mock Christians on television and in the public squares. Yep. Our kids are subjected to killings, beatings, sexual assaults on a daily, if not hourly basis through media. Mm-hmm. It is the new norm. Why do we sit now and question how anyone could do such a thing? What we are experiencing is not a mental health problem or a gun control problem. What we are experiencing in this country is a heart problem, a spiritual problem, and a battle between godliness and depravity. 
It's going to take much more than posting hashtag praying. That's I. That's nicely put. I, I yes, nicely put. And I, you know, I hesitate to say amen after it because I might might get me in trouble. All right. Uh, yeah. Might have to wear a badge of that's right. Some sort of badge of shame. <laughs> the kids are printing up badges of shame that they're going to give to people to wear. Okay. Uh, that's a good idea. I think somebody else tried that a while ago. <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Right? I think it worked out fine. Yeah. For a while, fine. right? Don't even worry about it. In fact, don't even know about it. Don't even think about what happened in the past because that's irrelevant. The past is the past. Uh, so long In fact, ago. Uh, uh, Cameron, the guy, the lead, one of these Parkland students, said uh, uh, the past is the past. Now it's a clean slate. Whatever happened, happened. So they're not interested in that. They're interested in what you're doing about it now. Thank you. Thank you. So you pass the gun control legislation and you're with them. If you don't pass gun control legislation, you're against them. And he he said that already. That could not be. You're either with them or you're against them. And if you're against these kids, they're going to see to it that you're thrown out. You're not going to have a chance to do any of those nasty, dirty things you're doing behind closed doors right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're going to be out of office. It's probably worth playing again because it's <laughs> unbelievable. Here they are on, I think this was on CNN, uh, a group of maybe six or seven of the Parkland students saying this. The adults in office have let us down absolutely and fortunately we have a lot of support from the older generations here but what we're trying to do here at march for our lives is say the adult politicians have been playing around while my generation has been losing our lives i mean really have the adult politicians been playing around no they happen to disagree with you on what kind of reform there should be on how to stop this in fact, one of the best ways to stop it is being stopped by people like you. Arm somebody at the school so that when someone comes in with a gun, you can shoot them and put them out of, the, out of everybody else's misery. You shoot them and you put them down. In fact, if you start arming people at the schools, they won't go to schools anymore. Because they want the softest, easiest target they can possibly find. Yeah. And all the school zones are no gun zones. They're gun-free zones. If you see what, how they treat each other in the office, if you see the nasty, mm-hmm. dirty things going on with them, yeah. it's, it's sad to think that that's what they're doing. What are they doing? I don't know. They're doing nasty, dirty things in their office. I know. <laughs> so, I know, but what is that? I, I 17 people are being slaughtered, gunned down, only yards away from where we're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. And March for Our Lives has support from everybody. No. And... At the end of the day, this isn't a red and blue thing. This isn't Democrats and Republicans. This is about everybody and how we are begging for our lives and we are getting. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite line right there. This isn't about red or blue states. This isn't about Democrats or Republicans. This is about everybody caring if they're killed or not. As if, as if you either toe the line, his line, or you don't care if they're killed. It's just ludicrous and it, i can't believe they're being used by these democrats in this despicable way is anybody going to stand up and say really this is what you're doing with the kids this is unbelievable the, the badge of shame should come from all of the people who organize these parkland students to do this 
getting support, but we need to make real change here, and that's exactly what we're going to do. All right, thank so, you. So, Emma, what is the plan? You say you want to spark a national movement. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually make it happen. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, what we have set up right now, we have a website, March for Our Lives. We're going to be doing a march in March, a march in on march. Washington yeah. where we get uh -huh. students all over the country uh -huh. are going to be joining us. Good. These kids are going to make this difference no. because the adults let us down. And at this point, I don't even know if the, the adults in power who are funded by the NRA, I don't even think we need them anymore because they're going to be gone by midterm <laughs> election. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. The adults that are funded by the NRA. Are these talking points that came directly from Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi? Absolutely. Sure sounds like it. Absolutely. 888 Dirk in Colorado, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How are you hey. doing this morning? Good. Besides being pissed. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, fine. You're looking pretty good this morning, Jeffy. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wait. Sadly, Dirk, you just lost all credibility with everybody in this audience. <laughs> anyway, um, about these Parkland kids, I mean, their heart's yeah. in the right place, except their their politics aren't. Yep. Um, these are the same kids who think socialism begins on Facebook. That's right. That's and they're exactly kind of right. right in that way, too, because it is the real socialism there. It is not just being social. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the things that bothers me, and I, I'm a little bit afraid of this, is because this is the same thing has, as it started back in the uh, 70s with the Vietnam War. You had the students marching mm -hmm. first. Then right. you had the groups starting. Then you had groups picking sides. And uh, then we ended up uh, with the, losing the Vietnam War because it stopped the bombing of the North. Um, the unfortunate part about it is these kids are really uneducated. Yeah. And they're, they're leading with their hearts. Mm -hmm. Totally emotional and nothing based on fact. And, uh, you know, that's all I have to say really and, right but, now. But sadly, that Dirk, that's what's so effective, right? Oh, and yeah. That's, that's how... I mean, I, that's how we're in a real danger here of them winning this argument in some way with, with extra gun control. Or... Well, of course, and Facebook doesn't help because right. that's what they've based everything on is everybody's yep. emotions. Yep. I mean, the Russians saw that. They've infiltrated Facebook. They've still got ads on Facebook that are leaning towards the kids now right? because they know in two years these kids who are 16 are going to be 18 or they're going to be able to vote. Yep. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. You know, speaking of the Russians, I was reading over the weekend, it took 90 of them. They had 90 people doing what they did to uh, uh, screw with the American system. Yeah, was that, well, was, that in the, was that in the original article, remember, the, where the uh, the blaze was mentioned, where they were talking about the uh, uh, screwing with different I'm websites not sure if it and was. the commenters? And, I, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, but I knew that, I don't know that I knew an exact number, but there was, I mean, we knew that there were dozens anyway, for yeah. sure. But it's not very many people to uh, – and now look what it's done. It's caused us to be distracted with this nonsense for two years now. It's amazing. 888 uh, Daniel in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me up. Yep. So, you know, with all this talk about how bad the AR-15 is, I, I can't help but think about a different boogeyman from the past, the, uh, the Tech-9. Which, you know, you may be too young to remember, but I'm sure Jesse does. <laughs> uh, 
it first became a, a boogeyman and uh, when it was used as, in a mass shooting in California in either 84 or 85. That yeah. successfully landed on the list of banned weapons in the 1994 assault mm-hmm. weapons ban, a ban which failed to prevent it from being the primary weapon used to kill a bunch of kids in Columbine in 1998. Right. And then, now, it was only a few years after that that it wound up being completely discontinued, so good luck finding one on the market, even though it was a magnificent piece of machinery. And now they're, trying, they're going after the AR-15 the same way, but mm. they're failing to learn from the past that getting rid of the tool did not Didn't help. stop the problem. The problem's been worse since then. And all these anti-constitutional tyrants that want to take these things away, they're just trying to, you know, nickel and dime everything away from us until there's nothing left. No question about it. Appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I don't know where Daniel was coming from. Probably out of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate I think he's it, Daniel. Probably had us on a speaker. Good safety tip when you call in. Try not to have us on a speaker because then it sounds like that. You know, we talked. Uh, we did talk a lot about the uh, the kids talking about uh, their uh, march coming up on March twenty fourth, mm-hmm. uh, headed to D.C. But they're also uh, now getting together and encouraging students, teachers, and their allies to walk out of schools on March fourteenth to protest gun violence. So uh, we've got that going for us as well. This is agonizing. It's agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now, this is a. Uh, Jevy has told me several times this morning. This is one of his favorite sheriffs in the country. Um, so I'll be messing with my main man, Grady Judge. I didn't realize that was a thing that people develop a, a list of favorite sheriffs across the country. <laughs> that shows you how much how much trouble with the law this guy I, has had his entire life. Uh, this sheriff probably treated you a little bit better than other sheriffs he, in the past. He most definitely has. I yeah. see. Okay. Uh, so take a look at uh, Florida's Polk County Sheriff, Grady Judd. Uh, he was on Fox and Friends talking about his Sentinel program. There's no absolutes in life, but I can tell you this. At least two coaches were killed standing in front of and trying to protect kids. Don't you believe it would be a game changer if they had a gun to defend the children? Yes. I do. Here's the basic math. The average shooter is finished with his evil deed in two to five minutes. We study these things. In fact, in Broward Mm. County, it was three minutes. The average police Mm. response is plus five minutes. When 911's call, the shooter is on the campus wreaking havoc. That's too late. We have got to wake up. Again. Tough to argue uh, with that. I, I say Grady Judd. He's he's now one <laughs> he's of my, my favorite, favorite sheriffs in the country. <laughs> I mean, that just makes, that just, you talk about common sense. That was it right there. Uh, I know. What else can you do if you don't have any gun on the premises? You're at the mercy of waiting until uh, the authorities arrive from somewhere else. But if you have somebody there who's been trained who has a concealed weapon, who uh, can use it, you could end that thing right away. And it's also, uh, you know, we, I talked to uh, another gentleman who has a, a safe school program uh, from uh, Critical Intervention Services. Uh, and their program, he talked a lot about one of the things, uh, not only armed, but also uh, the size. Now, Parkland is this huge school, you know, it's a huge high school. So with his program, as they do their assessment, he would say that there would need to be more than one. Uh, mm. Person, because Parkland did well, have one. Right. Yes, you and, would have. You to know, have it's one. on the other side, so you have, need to have some multiple yes. places. Like, for instance, teachers, plural. 
Huh. And you don't force them if they don't want to, if they're not comfortable doing well, it, fine. And that's Grady Judge's Sentinel program where he takes them and trains them, uh, the, the people who want to, and go over. And he has some of those programs already implemented in Polk County. And the Safe School program already has there implemented uh, throughout a bunch of uh, schools in Florida and I mm-hmm. think a few outside of Florida. But it's, you know, it's beginning, mm-hmm. but, you know, obviously it's not good enough. Well, no, because it doesn't involve taking guns from people. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you're not properly maintaining your filters, first of all, uh, you're breathing really unhealthy air in your home, but you're also potentially doing damage to your system, to your HVAC system. Could lead to thousands in repairs, or maybe having to buy a, a you know a new system completely, and that's a lot. That's really expensive. But there's a better way to go, and it's called FilterBuy.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Uh, filter Buy carries over 600 different filter sizes. And if they don't have one that fits your unit, they'll custom make one for you. They're all shipped free within 24 hours. Very fast and affordable, and they're all manufactured right here in America. You can get the uh, MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. And right now, you can also save 5% when you set up auto delivery. So you don't have to worry about, well, is it, is it time to change the filters again? Because they just show up at your door when it's time to change the filters again. So save time and money and just breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. I uh, got some at uh, Pat unleashed tweets from Piltdown Posse. It's no wonder these things are happening more fre- frequently. We take the blame away from the perpetrator and put it on everyone else. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, personal responsibility yeah. is lost, right? Oh, no question. I mean, down the road, long, long ago, lost. Uh, from Coast Seven Nineteen. So we're supposed to listen to the generation who eats Tide Pods. Lecture us on guns. You know, Such a great point. Well, that's funny. You know, every gener- well, every generation has had their stupid things they've done, right? But that's why we don't listen to that generation until they become older, more experienced. They know some things. They've been through some stuff. That's why. So at what point do the Tide Pod generation reach where they- 35. Say- <laughs> no questions. I mean, that's fine. 35. Okay. Uh, from T. Sheehan, 13. Remember 3,000 people died on 9-11 and not one shot was fired? Uh, think about it. It's not a gun issue. It's a hate issue. Uh, and uh, this. Hopefully the new remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory will not make fun of kids with chocolate, nut, and snozberry allergies. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, we can it would, only, not, would not be a safe space, I'll tell you that. only hope and pray uh, I mean, <laughs> that that... Uh, doesn't happen? No, or, I mean, it does. Happen. Right. It does. It does happen. Y- whatever the politically yeah. correct part is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the What's-His-Face's remake of that wasn't bad. 
I enjoyed it. Oh, I didn't like that at all. It was okay. I thought that was terrible. Oh, it was fun the to watch. The Johnny Depp version? Yeah, it was fun. Oh, my gosh. He was awful. No, it was fun. It was awful. I like Depp. He's good at playing those bougie characters. Oh, you know, he's not good at that. Uh, he's good in Pirates of the Caribbean. Tell you what. Yeah. My friend, you want to keep bad mouth? Oh, good. We've got a, we have a hashtag. Uh, enough. Hashtag okay. enough. Enough. The National School Walkout, March 14th, 2018. Okay. Good. Enough. It's on. My friend. It's on like Donkey Kong. Enough. All right. As long as we're talking about all of this <laughs> and we're talking about children who don't know history, um, let's show you the uh, the Ami Horowitz uh, quizzing of kids. I think this was at NYU. It might have been New York University, but uh, he's anyway on a college campus and he's asking these kids, is this is what I'm saying now from the Communist Manifesto or the Democratic Party platform. Watch this. We will push for a societal transformation. Communist Manifesto. Communist. 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 Democratic Party platform. Literally communist. Democratic. Correct. We've established new classes, new conditions of oppressions, new forms of struggles that replace the old ones. Uh, communist. No, I feel like all the answers are going to be democratic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you feel right. What's your answer? Uh, okay, I'll go with uh, democratic. Party platform? <laughs> Disparities in wealth cannot be solved by the free market. Communist manifesto or democratic party platform? Communist Ooh. Democratic platform. That's the Democratic party platform. The system is not working. We have rigged the economy. Damn, that is kind of hard. I'll say, oh, okay, so I'll say communist. Democratic party platform. <laughs> That's definitely the communist platform. That is definitely the Democratic party Yes. That sounds just like the communist platform. Right. Yeah, doesn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it? Isn't that interesting how all of these phrases and terms and ideas and theories sound like they're communists, but they're coming from the Democrat Party? Huh. Isn't that fascinating? Huh. I wonder if that means maybe you shouldn't be a Democrat. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. Again, I'll say it again. The, uh, The Democrat Party today has more in common with the Communist Party than it does with JFK and his principles and values and, and uh, his platform. The, the Democrat Party in, in the early 1960s is not the Democrat Party of 2018. It's just not. And it's too bad more people don't understand that. And it's also a party that is willing to take a bunch of high school students and use them and exploit them for their own political gain. You know these kids have been coached in all of this stuff. Hey, you know what you need to say because people really relate to this because they're tired of partisan politics. This isn't a partisan issue. Tell them it's not about red versus blue states. That's not what it is. It's not even about Democrat versus Republican. This is about saving your life. Amen. That's what it's about. Amen. And I got to tell you something. Uh we're at a point now where you're either with us or against us. <laughs> okay? We're, we're not messing around. 
Now, we uh, hated that when George Bush said it about terrorists back I in the know, day. but that's just, it, it's but different now. We're going to we, use it now. It's different now because... It's different you, now because we're using it. And you don't see what, you don't see the nasty, <laughs> dirty things that these people were doing behind the doors. <laughs> I, you don't see that. I would have loved to have somebody follow up. What are these nasty, dirty <laughs> things they're doing in their offices? doing? Kid, I... I don't understand. Wow. And tell me about the NRA. What are their positions? I bet you what do you know about think. the NRA? That's what they think. They think they're getting uh-huh. nasty, dirty things from the NRA. How they're much, just in collusion. How much does the NRA donate to these politicians? Give me a ballpark figure. Just ballpark it. How many uh, politicians do they own? Well, uh, they probably spend at least, I don't know, a billion a year. Yeah, uh, at least. It's got to be that, right? I think it's a billion per politician. I mean, they own them, right? And they there's own not a politician. They, they own, own them. them. And it's time for that to stop. It's, it's right like, now. It, it's like uh, Michael Jackson said in the first line of bad, your butt is mine. That's what the NRA says to all of these politicians. Because I paid you a billion dollars. Your butt is mine. Thank okay? you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> did you really say that? Yeah, we just, okay. did. just did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Jennifer Lawrence you can relax now because all of this stuff goes away and you'll find out why uh coming up jennifer lawrence is on the case she's gonna bring us together she's, i don't know why you're so against no, her i'll I, tell no, you that. i'm not you really upset me about this i am because i'm, I'm not. trying for us to come together and so is she and this is beautiful thank you triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we'll share that with you as well coming up Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. I am, and thank you for being here as well. 888 We're talking about this movement uh, where these kids from Parkland High School and, and kids all over the country now are just being exploited by Democrats to push their agenda. Because uh, they can't win this argument on their own. They just can't. So they've got to use children uh, to try to win it for them. I got to tell you, though, it's terrifying. It, I, it may be an effective Yeah, and why not? It's tool. working. Yeah. We'll see. And and they're doing this march on Washington, March 24th. Yeah. Is that when it is? And then before your, your microphone's not on. Um, why is Jeffy's microphone not up? Uh, it's on? All right. Okay. Oh, there we go. I hear myself. Now it's I can gone. hear you, but I can't. Okay, there we go. Wow, that's really weird. What is, what going, is on? going on? Is there a short in the system? You know what I say, Pat? Enough. Enough. Okay, enough. And that's where we were at is we were talking about hashtag the enough. Uh, hashtag enough for the National School Walkout Day, which is the 14th of March, and then the 24th will be the March on Washington. Yay! Okay, so there's going to be a walkout of school, which you think there's a single student alive. <laughs> 
What if they care about out? this issue oh or not? Oh, my gosh. They doesn't want to leave school? Of course they're going to. Oh, you know, look, the kid, they're going to have they're going to have 18 helicopters flying over mm-hmm. Parkland, and they're going to march out of that school till that grounds are full of people. And they're going to they're going to leave all high schools all all across the country. And and, and is it going to have anything to do with this? No. And the Democrats will say, see, look how committed they are. They yep. even left school today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot to get a high school You're student. either with us school. or against us. Oh, man. Oh, boy, boy, that is a fact. It hurts. There's, there's not a, I mean, who stays in, right? It's causing me physical, physical pain today. It's so painful. Uh, maybe this will help. New Willy Wonka movie coming from the director Yay. of Paddington. So, you know. It's going to be good. <laughs> Warner Brothers has been trying to bring back Willy Wonka for a while now, and they finally found the guy for the job. It's going to be good. Paul King, the man behind the best-reviewed family films of all time. Really? The recent Paddington 2 is one of the best-reviewed family films of, films of all time? Wow. And it says so right It says so right it says there. says so right there in the story. It's got to be true. Um, so Do they're going to make a new version of Willy Wonka. Um, no new ideas, though, right? I, I mean, no, no new, new ideas. I know. Come on. Were, was there a clamoring for the, we need a new Willy Wonka? I don't think, especially not after the Johnny Depp version, which you, you apparently liked for who knows why. Uh, but David Heyman, producer of the Harry Potter films and uh, things like Gravity and Paddington, producing the movie from a script written by Simon Rich from Saturday Night Live. You know, that's going to be good. Ben. Oh, yeah. Wow. That'll be great. So what is Willy Wonka going to post on Facebook that uh, he's giving away the chocolate factory? And I don't know. It'll be interesting to it will to not watch it because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but wait. Yeah, it's coming out. But no. you, so far you don't have to go to the movie but, okay. if you don't want to. All right. Well, tell me, tell me this. Mm-hmm. All right. Before you make it, before you make your decision on whether to see it, do you mm-hmm. remember how much you like Paddington too? Okay. Yes, I remember how much. Okay, so Zero. now I didn't. I, well, I liked it so much, much I didn't li- go. As much as you like Paddington too. Yeah, right, right. Now, how much are you gonna love the same? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> the same. So you're trying to tell me you didn't see Paddington two? I, not even one. And the reason I didn't see two was because I thought, well, I didn't see Paddington one, so. I'm sure I won't understand what's going on. It's very possible that you wouldn't, but I'm going to have to get you the two the, con- the complex. You know, I have to get you the whole. You know, yeah, why don't you do two. that? Do that really? The soon. Paddington. Maybe they'll even have some bonus footage when you buy the package. Wow, a lot of times they give you the Paddington. That's bonus too much footage. to hope for. Too much to hope for. Uh, also, we told you about the story last week where sixth graders at the Valentine's dance were required to say yes. So the sixth grade girls were told by the authorities at school. When a boy asks you to dance, you must say yes. Yeah. And it was- so one of the girls told her her mom, and she was a little upset about that. And uh, I, you know, it doesn't make any sense that you're telling girls they have to say yes to boys. That's a bad precedent you're setting right there. If lo- you ask me, I love the mom though. The mom was originally like, "No, baby, you must be hearing that." Yeah, wrong. she thought that you can't. They, you don't understand. You, what it's okay. I'll talk to the school. So they went to the teacher. Yep, that's what we told them. Yeah, they have to say yes. What? <laughs> you mean amazing you mean girls should have freedom of choice huh the principal you know we've done this for quite some time now we haven't <laughs> had any kickback yet i'm surprised that uh right i'm surprised we're getting a little kickback now really are you really stunning we're re-examining the procedures surrounding these dances uh they now say 
we've advised our schools to eliminate any sort of language in the instructions surrounding these dances that would suggest a student must dance with another student. Thank you. So they actually came to their senses. Yeah, they did. They actually came to their senses. How about that? A parent of a sixth grader in uh, at Canesville Elementary in West Haven complained last week after her daughter was told she wasn't allowed to say no. As word of the rule spread, uh, some worried it might under undermine what, what kids should learn about healthy relationships, especially in the age of hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you think it's a bad, I mean, you don't, you don't think. I think just, it's a bad idea, but you know, maybe I'm too much of a stickler. I don't know. I don't know. That the girls should be able to say no yeah. when asked if they wanted to dance. I also have a great story of a Church of England pastor who should have said no a few more times than he apparently has. The Reverend uh, Stennett Curry, Kirby, Stennett Kirby, 64 years old, uh, is in a little bit of trouble right now because he's been caught snorting coke, smoking crack, watching porn, and saying, I want a hooker. (laughs) Is that a problem for a reverend? I don't know why. I don't even know. I mean... Seems you can't believe in the Lord and do that stuff. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Well, you can. Is that what you're telling me? No. I'm, okay. I mean, we've been given our will, haven't we? Thank you. Uh, and he's using it. And he's trust me when I tell you, uh, a lot of times, uh, and I, you know, this is just what I've heard. Uh, after you get done smoking the cocaine spleef, uh, you are closer to God. So there's <laughs> okay. that. Okay. All right. So I've heard. So somebody took footage of the good Reverend yeah. Kirby. It's like it's a set. I mean, he's talking, sitting right next to him, with the with the cell phone coverage. I mean, you see, wow. you see the right Reverend uh, smoking the crack pipe, doing the Inhaling. rails, all of it. Yeah, real uh, bad. Also watching porn while yeah, somebody know? else is there. Guy's pretty brazen, right? Yeah, and talking yeah. about escorts and a trip to Soho to but, buy liquid chemical poppers. I mean, it's got. A, I'm not sure one of his, which are, which is legal, by the way. I mean, that's not the illegal stuff. The the chemical poppers it just gives you a head rush. Not that I know that. <laughs> This guy's but, into uh, everything. But yeah, he's uh, he's into everything, and he's been with this church, the the Church of England, in this particular parish for quite a while now. So I don't know how long he's been, uh, you know, abusing the drug situation or what, or his, uh, you know, if he has any real hooker friends when he has a little extra cash. Mm-hmm. But uh, he certainly seems to be uh, familiar with the products that he's using, and so I'm not sure who's doing the filming, but whoever, I mean, he obviously now knows who it was because it was sitting he was sitting right next to him on the uh, you know the reverend was sitting on the sofa with mm-hmm. the table with the coffee table then turned into a drug table and uh, i mean he was right there with his whatever he was filming with it looked like a cell phone uh, recording but it was pretty i mean it was, he knows who he, he knows who he is now yeah when he lit up the crack pipe his friend says you ha- you're happy now huh and he said i'm very happy man i love it Love it. And he's he's seen staring at a TV, watching porn. Yeah, they they don't ever show the porn. And he adds, it effing turns me on when I have this and I watch that. Yeah, if I had more money, I'd get a hooker right now. Uh, that prostitute. was his other. So they got he got a lot of information. Uh, in he a sure did. Short amount of time. Yeah, he smoked. A, uh, they showed him. Wow. Doing, they showed him doing rails. Showed him smoking this the spleef, the <sighs> cocaine, this cocaine spleef, and smoking the crack pipe. And it didn't turn the huh. the guy that person the person could have been a girl, but I'm pretty sure it was a guy. Um, recording never turned it or anything, so wherever it was sitting, that's where it was at. You know, it mm. was in that in that mm-hmm. area of the corner. He was like sitting in a chair, 
uh, on the side and the sofa was to his to your right and there's the coffee table and it's I mean it's right there you never turn to see the porn though which I thought why not I mean, let's see what they were looking at I'm but, glad I know the picture in my mind now about where everybody was seated and I'm just, just saying I'm just like, no, why didn't they turn was. why didn't they turn really uh, turn it to the porn I'm yeah. disappointed I, 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 <laughs> I sat know. through the whole thing to see yeah that. yeah uh okay <laughs> anyway, the right reverend is in deep duty. Yeah, you would think he's in a little bit of trouble uh, right now. I, you know, although I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out of it okay, right? I mean, he comes out if he says if he apologizes and says he was sorry and says that it was, uh, you know, a lapse of judgment and I was lost mm-hmm. my way. I mean, the Church of London would know, probably give him a reprieve, right? Probably, yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't see why not. In this in I, that's what I'm saying. They'd almost yeah. have to, right? Yeah. Uh, also, a California woman just reached an incredible milestone by grabbing one million butts. Congratulations. That's impressive. That is impressive. Now, especially in the Me Too generation, right? Well, as long as you ask, right? If, you, if, you, if you're walking around and she says, excuse me. Can I, I grab gra- your butt? I mean. I'm trying to grab a million butts. Right. If she, at first, if she were to say, hey, can I grab your butt? You might say. No. Oh, what are you doing? But when you know she's trying, she's got a really cool goal. She's got her little clicker in her hand. <laughs> she'll turn and say, look, I'm at 300,000. Upon further inspection of the story, you find that's not the kind of butt she's talking about. These are cigarette butts. So she goes around picking up cigarette butts off the uh, street, and and she's cleaning up litter. Isn't yeah. that wonderful? Yeah, it's in, in Auburn, California. And she's known as like Sally, the butt lady... Whatever her last she name scours is. parking lots, streets, and areas around restaurants and bars looking for the trash left behind by smokers. And good for her. Yeah, it's right? nice. Good for her. It's nice. It I, turns know. out it's a nice story. Uh, well, you know, is it? Yes, that's nice. It? I mean, do you start one day thinking to yourself, you know, I'm going to be known as Sally the Butt Lady. <laughs> Well, you picked up, up one butts. million of them. Well, and, and again, and, I, and again, she claims. Yeah, that's hard to. She says she has her little clicker, mm-hmm. you know. So we we believe we're believing Sally the butt lady isn't telling us a fib, and that she's picked up a million, mm-hmm. and good for her. But then you mm-hmm. know she's she's I guess she's making a difference. The city has put up new ashtrays around the area and want people to you know maybe they're making a little campaign of don't throw your cigarette butts out. It's fascinating that you make everybody who's done something good sound like a loser. <laughs> Any situation that might have a civil silver lining to it, Jeffy comes in and tries to paint it black. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and that's wonderful. It's a great trait that you have. And don't get me wrong. We all love and respect that about you. <laughs> Let me tell you about a great new product. Thanks, Sally the Butt Lady. We appreciate it. There you go. And that sounded so sincere. What if I told you there's a new product now that allows you to safely practice shooting your gun in the comfort and privacy of your own home? That'd be kind of cool, huh? You might say, well, well, that can't be safe. It is safe. And you don't have to go to the expense of buying all kinds of ammo, which is really expensive, and then no range fees either. Now you can utilize your cell phone and use iTarget Pro's proprietary app which uses a laser in place of a bullet, and it detects exactly where your shots are landing. It has a target. You put your cell phone uh, positioned in front of it. You open up the app, and then uh, it it shows you where you hit the target. It yeah. is such cool technology. 
Aim, Makes fire, a noise, goes. Aim, fire. It's really cool, yeah. It feels as though you just you shot it with a bullet. It's really cool. Uh, go to the letter I and then targetpro.com. iTargetPro.com. Watch the video. It's pretty amazing. And you can save 10% with the offer code PAT right now. 10% will save you uh, a lot of money. Just use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTargetPro system. Competitive uh, competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. And for obvious reasons, it's just a lot cheaper. You save money, <laughs> right. you save time, and you take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. So, again, go to the letter itargetpro.com, offer code PAT, itargetpro.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you know, we should have probably started with this because this shows we don't need to worry about any of this stuff. Jennifer Lawrence has, has it covered. Uh, she was asked, she's got a new movie coming out called uh, Red Sparrow. She plays, I think, a Russian agent. And uh, so she's sitting around with the director and some other stars of that movie, and they ask her what she's going to do next. I'm going to take the next year off. I'm going to be working with uh, this organization I'm mm-hmm. part of, Represent Us. Oh, good. Um, it's just mm-hmm. um, trying to get you know young young people engaged politically oh. Oh, know, on a local level. Um, awesome. It doesn't have anything to do with partisans. It's just again, it it doesn't have anything to do with partisans. <laughs> it does. It doesn't have anything to do with partisans. Okay. All right. That, that's the battle cry, though, right now. Have you noticed that? It is. This is not a partisan issue. It's it not is. a political and issue. And that should tell you something, yep. listening to her yep. and then listening to the high school crowd. No question. Anti-corruption. Mm-hmm. Anti-corruption. State, state laws. Okay. Um, uh-huh. that, that can help prevent corruption. Fix okay. our democracy. She has no and then, um, She's going to fix our know. democracy. I don't know what I'm doing next. Maybe, if, hopefully, if this... Has a second one. Uh, so she's going to fix our democracy. She's taking a year off to fix our democracy. <laughs> she has no. She it's going to be really hard, though, because we don't have a democracy, Pumpkin. <laughs> there is no democracy to fix. This is a constitutional republic, hon. <laughs> but you go ahead and fix our democracy because. Uh... <laughs> Look, she was, she was a little drunk. Right, because that was this exclusive E interview behind the scenes with, yes. what's the new movie? Uh, Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow, yeah, which I'm sure mm-hmm. is. I mean, oh, you know, it's terrific. And uh, there's probably terrific. only a couple of love scenes in it, because you know that happens to all spies. And you know it's not about partisans, because... No, it's about the for spies. For instance, Jennifer is never about partisans. She took part in the Women's March and uh, post, you. posted a Facebook photo with a caption, I stand in solidarity for women's rights, equal pay, DACA, and CHIP. Yeah. 
and she signed a uh, photo that read, a woman's place is in the revolution. That doesn't sound like partisans. No, it doesn't sound like partisans. Remember, she also had an interview a while back that was agonizing, too, and I wish I could remember what she said. Well, she blamed President Trump and everybody who voted for him for climate change and hurricanes. Right. That's that not was, about yes. partisans. No, that's not about partisans. It had nothing to do but, with the partisans. But this one, uh, behind the scenes with E, they uh, cracked open a bottle of vodka. Good. And they were oh, talking. Yeah, so that. this yeah. was a little, you know, this, she could have been a little, you know, inebriated. No, uh, I don't a little, think she a little was under the, under the alcohol. Because she didn't even know. If you go back and listen, she repeats herself. Where it's, uh, you know, if there's a democracy in uh, uh, partisans. <laughs> In 2016 of the presidential election, she said, if Donald Trump becomes president, that will be the end of the world. Uh, that's not about partisans. That's nothing partisans about that, right? So that's not partisans. So bad. <laughs> In an early 2016 interview, she backed Planned Parenthood and said, oh, it, yeah. if it had not been for the existence of Planned Parenthood, I wouldn't have been able to get condoms and birth control and all these things I needed as a normal teenager who was growing up in a Jesus house. That's not about partisans. <laughs> That's just so you can have sex at will. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the Jesus and, house and one. And get an abortion when you get pregnant. That's not about partisans. That is so good. That's I did not know about the Jesus house one. Uh, she's she's awful. Wow. I mean, that's just despicable. And she, again, she's 27 years old. She doesn't know anything, right? She she just listens to what she's told in Hollywood and and laps it all up. Well, and she knows that she That's had to re- she, rebel against the Jesus house. Right. Yeah, right? of course. Right. And just she... like, what's her face? Katy Perry had to do the same thing. Yep. She grew up in a Jesus house, too. And I, I suppose we're supposed to believe, oh, that's a really bad thing. Oh, no, you guys believed in Jesus in your home? No, that's, that well, they, that's the whole thing. That's they did it, it was child the, abuse. It was the other people that did. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, it yeah. was the mom and dad tried to jam that yeah. down her throat, and she wouldn't have it. Good for you, Jennifer. Way to think independently. Good for you. Yeah, because I mean that stuff is. I mean, oh. it, it's superstition, right? Oh golly. I mean, but it's not partisans. At least that's the good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean. Uh, how do we survive all of this? I don't know. I mean, I wish Jennifer would just shut up and dribble. I'll tell you that. That's all I want her to do is just shut up and dribble. Yeah, she doesn't play basketball. I'm so sick of hearing her She doesn't talk. play basketball. What? She doesn't play basketball. I know, but she should just shut up and dribble, though, is what I'm saying. Is that yeah, she I know. should just do that. Uh, Laura Ingram <laughs> apparently made that statement about uh, LeBron, and that's a, being twisted into something racist. Sure, and it's not even close. And although I will say that LeBron, I don't think, what I read about it, LeBron never said it was racist. Um, LeBron just said, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Kevin Durant apparently did. Yeah, Durant thought it was uh, uh, racist, and he did, I don't care what you say, it's racist. But LeBron was just like, no, uh, I'm not going to shut up, and uh, no, I'm not coming on your show, and I'm not going to shut up. Uh, what mm. I, what my, you know, my foundation's doing too important work. It's too important to the kids. Have a nice day. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of gotta like that. Mm, yeah, I, I know, I know. It's it, you know, you, you because they, they, you know, LeBron says something sometimes, and you're like, ooh, LeBron, why you got to comment? Why? But you know, he feels like he does, and I just wish that uh, you know maybe he would maybe read the whole story mm-hmm. uh, before he commented. Might help. 
uh, Kevin Durant did on on LeBron's behalf. He says to me it was racist. Uh, and he was asked, "Well, how did her comments hit you when you first heard them?" He said it didn't hit me. Ignorance is something I try to ignore. That was definitely an ignorant comment. Now y- you can't say that the NBA basketball players' comments are ignorant because then, right. then you're racist, right? Right. I mean, you can't you can't just tell them to keep their mouths shut. You can't and dribble the basketball because first of all, the NBA doesn't dribble anymore at all anyway. Yeah, that's um, for sure. <laughs> they travel a lot. They sure do. It's not traveling anymore. It's just carry and shoot. But that's a, that's another. I mean, that's a, a yeah. you know a, Separate a, a basketball joke. But the you know just be quiet and, and dribble. That's what you do for a living. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant says, "I do play basketball, but I am a civilian and I'm a citizen of the United States, so my voice is just as loud as hers. Oh. I think, or even louder. I can't focus on that. I think we're doing some good things out here using our platform." And I think what me and LeBron did with Uber the other day when it came out, I thought it was great. I thought a lot of people enjoyed it. What'd they do with Uber? Do you know? know? I don't. I don't know what they did with Uber. Uh, I guess it's they're part of the the movement. I am more than an athlete. We will not shut up and dribble. Uh, okay. Is that a hashtag? <laughs> I know, or? probably. Oh, man. It, it would be nice if... They knew what they were talking about, but frankly, because they're not focused on political issues, because they don't look at the background of these things, because they don't look any further than the headlines on MSNBC, uh, they a lot of times don't know the specifics of these uh, of these situations that they think they know everything about. For instance, ask them about the cops slaughtering uh blacks on the streets they will think they will tell you that that is happening on a regular basis it's a systemic problem uh blacks are being gunned down by white cops all the time right and and they just accept that as a fact without looking at the details and the facts of any of these cases now it has happened where it looks pretty suspicious and those guys have been prosecuted in virtually every case that i can think of Except for the one in uh, in New York where they jumped on the guy and suffocated him yeah. to death. The big guy that, that was bad. selling cigarettes. That looks yeah. really bad. And that those guys, I think, I think they got off. They did. Uh, so, I mean. Anyway, LeBron and uh, Durant rolled through Akron in a new sports interview uh, with ESPN's uh, Carrie Champion uh, kicking off the season rolling with the champion. Uh, mm-hmm. She played the part of the Uber driver. Oh, and great. it was just an interview in a car. How wonderful! That's what you know. So what? What? Okay. What LeBron and Kevin did in in the Uber, Uber. right? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. Triple eight. Nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Don't forget uh, traffic and weather together every seven minutes on the sixes all day long. Very important. Don't miss it. Very important. Uh, we'll, we'll get you to, to work in your local area on time. Uh, got some uh, tweets here at Pat Unleashed from uh, worship leader Caleb. 
politicians are doing nasty things, nasty, dirty things in their office? Doesn't this kid know that Bill Clinton, Anthony Weiner, and John Conyers aren't in office anymore? <laughs> really funny. Uh, from Judy Chapel. Uh, I'll happily wear my scarlet-colored NRA badge of shame any day. Yeah, you know, I mean, while that's funny, mm-hmm. no. I, you know, if, you, if I want to wear put something on myself, fine. Mm-hmm. If I want to advertise for someone uh, free of charge, I will. You don't want Cameron from Parkland putting I it do on? Not. I do not. I do not want Cameron. Okay. I don't want David Hogg. I don't want Emma Gonzalez deciding which, which well, shame badge I'm they're wearing. They're going to, so just get used to it. Okay. At uh, Burbax. Those snowflakes say adults do nothing while their generation dies. Hey, sweetie, your generation is doing the killing. What a tremendous! I, that is a mic drop point right there. We, we actually that's we should turn just off leave. the microphones and we just leave the show right now. That's a that's a great point, Burbax. I a, love that. Uh, don't blame adults. Don't expect adults to fix it when you need a safe place for your feelings. Wow. You are my hero today. Yeah, I love that. You are my hero. Absolutely love that. In almost every case, it is from their it's somebody from their generation. It is somebody who's nuts in their generation that that doesn't value human life. Wow. And no one will ask them when they're when they're talking about uh you know enough is enough. And uh, yeah, tell that to hashtag your, walk out. Tell uh, that to all the killers in your school. Yeah, what 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 do you say to uh, to your fellow students when they remind you that uh, it's your generation doing the killing, David Hogg? I, I wouldn't that be a it would be a brilliant question to ask the kid because he'd be dumbfounded. Absolutely, dumbfounded. I'd probably go to guns. Well, there are, my generation couldn't do it if you didn't have access to the guns. Gee, it wouldn't be real needle unless you ban the cons. Right. Yeah, your generation wouldn't be on drugs if we banned drugs. Oh, wait. Oh, hold it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mike Hermanet says, let's ask the high school students to put down their cell phones to protest guns. Let's see how dedicated to the cause they really are. Another great point. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Yes. But you don't know. They might be able to put them down for a little bit. Maybe they'll stop playing Minecraft long enough to go protest things. I don't know. I doubt it. But maybe. Uh, all right. Oh, let me tell you about the news and why it matters. It's our new show on TV immediately following uh, Glenn's 5 o'clock TV show. Then at 530, uh, you get to see us again. And don't forget to tweet us using the hashtag TheBlazeY. It's the Blaze B-L-A-Z-E, and then W-H-Y. Okay, so it's not Blazy. No, it is not Blazy. Okay. It's uh, hashtag the blaze why, and we'll answer any questions you want to ask us. Okay, so uh, just tweet us your your uh, tweet us your questions to the blaze why, and we'll have those answers for you. Four thirty central, five thirty eastern. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Wanted to get to this story today too because it's tied into what we were just talking about uh, with the police situation and LeBron and and the kneeling during the NFL season, all that stuff. A jury in, is this in Baltimore? Baltimore County. Yep, in Baltimore, Maryland. A jury returned a verdict on Friday and awarded more than $37 million in a civil lawsuit brought by the family and estate of a woman killed in an armed standoff with county police. I live in a different universe. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I do. Well... 
uh, she was shot and killed in August 2016. So is this another one of those where police just show up and and randomly shoot black people because yes. they don't like them? Yes, they shot her. No, and they shot her son. They did. Yes, they did. Okay. She also had a gun on her. Uh, she so she had a shotgun. Yeah, she had a shotgun that was pointed toward police, and one of the police shot. She shot back, and then she was killed. Correct. Now they were in an armed standoff for hours. She was trying Uh, to live stream the encounter with police. Uh, Her son, Cody, then five, was also shot, unfortunately. Um, Oh, boy. Um, So the attorney, Kenneth Ravenel, says, We know this is a blessing from God that the jury understood that the police actions in this case were inappropriate that the police officer's use of excessive force in the shooting were unjustified and unreasonable. Let me ask you something. Is it really unjustified and unreasonable and inappropriate when somebody is pointing a shotgun at you to shoot at them? Uh, after hours of standoff, uh, no. No. I, I wouldn't say, I would say not. And that's, uh, I know that uh, that attorney particularly said that, uh, you know, he believes that, uh, you know, police should do a good job uh, and uh, I forget the exact quote. It, it's in that story, though, um, at the at the end of the police rundown of what happened. But uh, I agree with him. We just have different ideas of what a good job is for a police officer. Mm. Um, this is, story is amazing because this mother and her son were in the apartment with another man and another child who was also wanted on a warrant. And uh, before it got out of hand on a standoff, he came out with his child and was arrested. She stayed in, and they didn't bat- shoot him. No, they. No, ama- was no, amazing. Was he white? Was he, was he and his son white? Is you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Look into that because I bet they were white, and that's why they were not killed. Uh, um, but they made this family <laughs> wealthy. Yeah. Uh, for having an armed standoff with police, I don't. It's just it, unbelievable to me. It sure is. The jury awarded thirty-two million eight hundred fifty thousand dollars to Cody Gaines. That's the five-year-old. An additional $23,542 for his medical expenses. $4.53 million to the woman's daughter, Carson Courtney. I don't know why. Why? And they don't say why. Also awarded 307000 to uh, Corinne Gaines' mother. Don't know why. 300000 to her father. Don't know why. And 300000 more to uh, the estate. So there you go. So this kid is now... A multi, multi, multi-millionaire at seven years old. Oh yeah. Um, now he did lose his mom, but that's so that's no fault of his. But it's not the fault of Baltimore County either because she had a shotgun pointed at police. Yeah, she shouted. Uh, she shouted that she was going to kill them all. Yeah, that she was going to kill them all, and she was not coming. You know, she was not coming. I'm going to kill you all. Um, she vacillated back and forth between being uh, happy and and mad. And then uh, the only thing in the story... So that, she's probably messed up, right? Either uh, would, on drugs or mentally not quite uh, there. Very possible. Yeah. Um, but they they never say why, other than the fact that they were in an armed standoff and she had a shotgun, um, the, the police <sighs> fired first. Well, yeah, the guy probably felt threatened because somebody was pointing a yeah. shotgun I mean, at no him. No question. I, I, I know. I, I, I agree. And, and the, probably, I would say, probably would have had the right to shoot before that, because it was mm-hmm. when the first shot was fired, they had already been in the standoff for six or seven hours. Wow. Um, pretty amazing. $37 million. 
I mean, that's outrageous. Why would anyone want to be a police officer in Baltimore County? I don't know. Uh, I mean, that, I you, honestly you, don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to be a police officer in this environment anywhere. Thank heaven there are those I, who are still willing to do it. I mean, it. it's got to be frustrating, you right? know? especially in some of the places that are more likely to be on the opposite side of police. Uh-huh. There's several places around the country like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, those places have got to be just hell to be police officers in. That's for sure. Bless your heart. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Mike Pence has responded to uh, Joy Behar, the most uh, incorrectly named person on earth. <laughs> Her name should really be Mike lack Pence? of lack of Joy Mike Behar. Pence? Oh, oh, lack of yeah, uh, Joy, lack of Behar. joy. Oh, Sorry, the wrong person. Uh, right. No, Joy is misnamed. Do you ever? Do you ever feel joyful watching her or listening to her? Never. Does she ever seem Not joyful? One no. time. Never. Uh, that's never. hundred percent true. Ever. That's the most ever. inappropriate name ever given to any human ever. Is it even her name, or is that just one she picked? <laughs> uh, so let's take a look at Pence's response to all of this now, because he's under fire because he said that Jesus talks to him. She made fun of him and said it's a mental illness if that if he talks to you. So here's what he said. Those of us in public life uh, are pretty accustomed to criticism. Um, Especially but, me. But when I heard that ABC had a program that likened my Christianity to mental illness, I just couldn't be silent. My Christian faith is probably the most important thing in my life. I, I do try and start every day reading the Bible. My wife and I try and have a prayer together before I leave the house every morning. But I do think I'm a very typical American. I think people of all different faith traditions cherish their faith in God. And uh, to have ABC have a forum uh, that spoke in such demeaning terms, I think it's evidence of how out of touch some in the mainstream media are with the faith and values of the American people. And not only that, agree with that. not only that, had Joy Behar said that about any other sect, any other special oh. interest group, anybody else, she'd be fired from ABC. Death now. She'd be fired. Absolutely. You, you can't. You can. You you can say it about Christians for whatever reason. You you could say that. Season. You could not say that about Muslims and get away with it. You could not say that about Jews and get away with it. You couldn't say it about Hindus or Buddhists nope. or anybody else and get away with it. For some reason, she'll be absolutely fine saying this about Christians. No problem. Mentally ill if they think Jesus gives them inspiration. Because Christians help. are perceived as white redneck yeah, Americans. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and we're in the majority, so I guess you can't uh, you you can't hurt or discriminate against the majority. Uh, it's okay. just a weird world we live in. Very weird, and and Joy Behar is weird enough on her own. And she's inappropriately and the, named. I, I, I'm sorry, she's co- inappropriately. I'm sorry, named. the comedian Joy Behar. Yeah. I'm sorry. Comedian. She worked in the Catskills, I think, back in the 60s. That's, she did, actually. That's a fact. Yeah. So funny. Joy Co- Behar. So not comedian. funny. Oh, my god. Do you remember when she said she was funnier than Glenn? Yes. Oh, my god. Yes. She doesn't have a funny bone in her body. She is. Well, she may have had. And I'll give her. A, a, I doubt I'll it. I'll give her a, 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 a benefit of the doubt for having a funny bone, uh, you know, 30 years ago. Maybe. Maybe 40. You know, because when people become this progressive, when they become this left wing, same thing happened to David Letterman. He lost being funny when he became a cause. 
Same thing happened to Joy Behar. Joy Behar, David Letterman, they're too angry to be funny anymore. Although I will say, I watched the latest David Letterman. You did? Uh, uh, the Barack Obama no, interview? No, there's a new one with, uh, oh, with George Clooney. And, it's, and it was really needs, good. Needs no introduction? It was really good. No. Yes, it was. It was really good. It. And he went, and, he, and you won't believe what happened. He actually went to Dave's family's uh, home, or, or Clooney's family's home in Kentucky, and they talked about how Clooney's wife and George have been instrumental in helping the Yazidis. Really? And how important. And Dave was like flabbergasted that someone would be doing this. <laughs> Never obviously, obviously heard of, I don't know. Uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn. Uh, Mercury One. Not Beck, a chance. Mercury One. Not a chance. I mean, it was, it was that was fascinating but to me. But hats off to George Clooney for doing that. That's awesome. Is he really? George and his wife. And his wife works for the UN, right? And she was, that's, uh, that's what they're great. doing. They, good for them. They brought some back. I mean, it was, it was, really, good it was really good. And, and I thought that Dave... Uh, Dave handled the the interview with George uh, really well, and Does I he did still appreciate. Look like a homeless person. I did appreciate. No, he's, he wears his suit and stuff. He's got a beard. Leave him alone. So do you. I'm so not does, like that. Well, you, maybe you can't grow one as good. Oh, as Oh, I Dave. could easily okay? grow it. Maybe you can't. Yeah, I could. Or maybe you easily. can't grow as good one as Dave. I could be. I could look like David the, Letterman in a week. Whatever. I don't see it. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to see it. That's why I don't do it. My wife doesn't want to see it. That's but, uh, why I don't do it. One of the things I loved was that, uh, so they, so Dave goes on this trip to Kentucky to see Clooney's family. George and the wife, they're uh-huh. like, uh, well, you know, we'll FaceTime you when you're there, Dave, but we're not going to show up. Uh, you know, I'll show up for the interview whenever we're doing the interview in L.A., but uh, I'm not showing up to Kentucky. So Dave's there with his family. Clooney's family and George and the wife FaceTime in. This is tremendous. I don't know why. Did he the, actually go to LA ever to and talk to him in person? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just found it fu- funny that George was like, you know, I'm not going to Kentucky. I got other <laughs> things to do, Dave. <laughs> just, that's all. It just struck me funny. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag Tell Pat. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome to it. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh really fascinating story. I'm not sure why it's come up as it has, like right now, because it was written in nineteen thirty-four, right? Uh there is a um anthropologist who says sexually permissive societies always fall. Always Fall. I know. It was was a fascinating article. Published in a highly underrated 1934 book called Sex and Culture, the anthropologist J.D. Unwin found a universal correlation between monogamy and civilization's, quote, expansive energy, unquote. So when you're monogamous, you have an energy and you expand quickly. His aim in the book was to test the Freudian thesis that advanced civilizations were founded upon repression of sexual desire 
and a rechanneling of this energy through a defense mechanism Freud called sublimation. Now, this guy is a non-Christian, and he's as relativistic as any modern anthropologist, they say. But he insisted that he offered no opinion about the rightness or wrongness about these sexual norms. So he doesn't have any opinion as to whether monogamy is right or wrong. However, what he said was among the 86 different societies he studied, 86 societies, he not only found monogamy to be correlated with society's strength, but he also came to the sobering conclusion that, quote, in human record, there is no instance of a society retaining its energy after a complete new generation has inherited a tradition which does not insist on prenuptial and postnuptial continence. Oh. Unquote. That's a nice way of saying you're faithful to your spouse, right? And you have sex with only your spouse in the confines of marriage. <laughs> what a concept! <laughs> That's so Pollyanna. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Well, yeah, that, and then your society collapses. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. In, I mean, that's exactly what he's saying. He's, in other words, once a society loosened its sexual mores and abandoned monogamy, it began to degenerate and would eventually dissipate away. So much for our permissive sexual attitudes being progressive. The complete opposite of the sexual regression described by Unwin in his research on his study of society's regression. In his own words... Now, this is from an anthropologist, so it might be uh, a little dry. (laughs) Uh, These societies lived in different geographical environments. They belong to different racial stocks, but the history of their marriage customs is the same. In the beginning, each society had the same ideas with regard to sexual regulations. Then... The same struggles took place. The same sentiments were expressed. The same changes were made. The same results ensued. Each society reduced its sexual opportunity to a minimum and displaying great social energy flourished greatly. Then it extended its sexual opportunity. Its energy decreased and faded away. The one outstanding feature of the whole story is its unrelieved monotony. So, in other words, when they were when they were faithful to their spouse, uh, they thrived, and when they became sexually progressive, they failed. Isn't that fascinating? Interesting, huh? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm sure there's nothing to it. I'm <laughs> sure that. Yeah, don't even worry about that. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, just rampant sexual deviancy is perfectly fine and acceptable. Let's just do it. If it feels good, do it. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I'm sure we'll thrive. We'll be the one society out of uh, 87 now to pull out of it. We'll just, we'll be fine. Yes, don't even worry don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. And look at the shape we're in. We're in terrific shape we're right, right now. Right there. We're on the brink of uh, you feel the energy can you feel the societal energy <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty tough to deny isn't it pretty tough to it deny sure is. 
Uh, I, that story is... Uh, it's fascinating. And it's it, from an anthropologist who's not like, uh, okay, he's not a Christian. It should make, if you're any type of human at all, it should at least, the very least, make you take a little pause. I, I uh, yeah. Just look around a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe think about what we're doing. Yeah, just a little. But why just you, a little. Why would you do that? Now you can go, you, know, you can look around and go, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's yeah, you can poo-poo that if you want. Sure. Um, absolutely. You know, odds are, if you actually take a real look, you probably aren't going to, though. Yeah, you'd look at it and you'd think, wow, he seems to be onto something here. Because look what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> we seem to be <laughs> having a, that. a few problems. There's a couple of issues, and maybe he's onto something. I don't know. I don't know. When we were flourishing. Yeah, we had a different mindset. Hmm. Then we, we stopped flourishing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. I'm sure. Huh. Just That's, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's nothing to it. Don't even worry about it. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Did you see Black Panther this weekend? No, I did not. What? Did you see it? You didn't. You didn't see go it. see Black Panther? I didn't. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> we thought about it, but did you? By the time we thought about it, it was I think pretty much sold out. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're, they're gonna. I mean I don't know exactly. You know, obviously they've got today to count. Yeah, because uh, the four day total weekend. is supposed to be. Yeah, two, they're, they're going to be like two thirty five. Two hundred thirty five million. Yeah. A, for the three day weekend, it was two hundred and one million. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's not bad. That is humongous. That's not bad. I mean, that's a good pull. And it's supposed to be a, a tremendous movie. Uh, yeah, it's getting incredible reviews, and uh, everybody says it's maybe the best Marvel uh, movie of all time. Uh, after Black Panther was Peter Rabbit. Wow. That's James Corden. He really, was really funny. So in two weeks, that's made almost as much as it cost to, to, to produce it. $48 million, it cost 50 to make. That'll, make. that'll be makeup easy and other sales. I think 50 Shades, maybe people are getting a little tired of it now. 50 Shades Freed was number three. That's up to $76 million in two weeks. But it dropped that's, big. Yeah, it the did. The second week. Huge drop. Big. Yeah. Over 50 55%. Uh, Jumanji's still number four. That thing has made $377 million. The Rock, baby. Out. Jeez. And then the 1517 to Paris. That's the new uh, movie from Clint Eastwood where it, where those three Americans on the train stopped the terrorist activity. Yeah. Both Glenn and Stu said it was the worst movie of all time. Yeah. What? I guess it's really, really, really bad. Oh, no. Really, no. really bad. Uh, so oh, boy. We'll see you tomorrow uh, here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.